Hey guys, welcome back to the Anime Collector and welcome back to the OCA Podcast. Bear with me for a minute while I turn off the little camera feed at the bottom. Uh, with me, as always, are my co-host, Danjobo Agi, who appears to be frozen. No, he's not. And, and if you didn't know... <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Good start, guys. No, no, I was waiting for the cue. Augie should have said, and my co-host, FDDNM. I, I was going to, but... Uh, oh, well. Yeah, we're starting a little bit early, um, and you guys seem to have figured it out uh, in the chat that, yes, we have... Um, because of daylight savings time, it's it's a little bit weird, because um, I live in Arizona where we don't have daylight savings time. Um, so I am starting an hour later so that we end up starting at the same time for everybody else in the continental U S but in places like Canada, I'm not sure if you guys have daylight savings. Yeah, we do. You do I mean, we, it's we've exactly had this conversation. for me. Yeah. And then, uh, but like South Africa for Danny is probably an hour later anyway. So uh, let's see. We have some exciting news to go over today regarding the existence of the premier fan tickets. <laughs> Uh, finally, after all this time, they have an, a date uh, available no November 26th at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for $475. Um, now, I have updated uh, the Patreon for the Anime Collector, not the one for the OCA podcast, um, to add goals for how much I would need to get per video to get Premiere Fan Tickets from now on, uh, because we do about four... Um, first impressions videos each anime expo um, and that balances out to like how much earning off of this would it take to pay for that you know um, and then of course any extra videos I, I do during the year can can help make that more of a reality on the way to the goal um, anyway so because when we started doing the first impression stuff at anime expo um i had premiere fan pass that year because my wife was pregnant and then last year we got really lucky and just sort of got roped into um being part of the disability thing uh because they have this thing where when you when somebody gets disability they need a partner um who gets it with them like there's it, it, you get two of the stickers um because somebody acts as like the handler or whatever to make sure that they're okay um so i ended up getting that last year and that or this year technically and that allowed me to uh to basically also have it but next year we'll see i mean it's going to be a little bit different um and uh 475 is kind of steep so Anyway, um, that is the news for uh, for the um, Premiere Fan stuff. And then we've got some other opening topic news here I wanted to share with you guys. Let me just go ahead and set up screen. Actually, I don't need to set up screen share. I'll just grab the, uh, the actual physical genuine article. So Right Stuff has a new mascot. And with their first edition catalog with, with the new mascot... There's a little message here <laughs> that says with the higher cost of production, printing and postage for catalogs, I regret to say that this will be our last. <laughs> so they're not doing uh, their physical catalog anymore um, for reasons that they went out of their way to say was like, you know, because of um, because people, well, people are going to the site, which is up to date. It's not something that, you know, when when the release dates and stuff fluctuate and change, if you go to the site, you can get the most up-to-date information. If you go to the catalog, it's the information they had when they printed it, you know? So um, 
that's what that's all about. And then I guess we'll go into uh, pickups. Um, so I've got something uh, sort of weird I'm going to be doing for the pickups here. Um, this arrived. And I'm pretty sure I also pre-ordered the DVD, not just the Blu-ray DVD. But um, I can't remember if I uh, if I canceled that or not. Um, it, it didn't arrive with this, so I'm, I'm going to assume I did. I'll have to look into it. But this was supposed to come with a limited edition lithograph and instead it came with a full poster <laughs> not a lithograph it's it doesn't appear to have you know the material or whatever you'd expect a lithograph to be which you wouldn't be able to roll up very easily so uh what i'm going to do is while uh, augie and fdm are doing their pickups i'm going to actually stick this in a frame um so that i can show it to you guys so i'm going to let who wants to go next who you meet, Augie? Uh, I'll go, but I thought you was gonna show something else off too. Or are you gonna wait well, till you, the end? You asked me to wait till the end, so I didn't bring it up. Augie sent me something. Augie and Betty sent me something that is marked fragile. Um, it's quite heavy. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll be opening that later. Anyway, um, who's gonna go next? I'll go. Okay, uh, less than go. I'm gonna FDD start and them. getting this. As long as it's locked on me. So first off, as a continuation of a few weeks ago with Hitman Reborn, I now have Hitman Reborn Volume 2. Show the back. And we continue forward. Along with that, I finally, with Baudios the movie I already had previously, I got Baudios the TV series. Ah. Which makes sense because now you can start with the TV series, then watch the Encore movie. Is that a that? recap? Uh, I think it's supposed to conclude the series. I'm not sure. I might have a brief recap at the beginning, but I don't know. Followed by that. Oh, man. This, yeah, this, <laughs> this uh, frame is way bigger than this poster. <laughs> last time I mentioned I got Hakuoki which has all except season two. Well, I thought I was going to get the DVD. I was wrong. So previously, I pre-baked up a Blu-ray of Hakioki Jade Blood, which is 10 episodes, and I see it moronic to buy 10 episodes for $100. It, won't ma it will not match how it looks, but at least I got the whole series now. Yeah. And just like FDDM and AC, I finally got the Blood Sea movie. And because I want to see the OVAs come out, I also got the Aura Battler Dunbine Blu ray. That was on a good sale. You spoiled something, I think. What's that? A pickup that I have. No, oh, I thought you already showed it. Well, silly me. I mean, maybe I have. I could have forgotten. As, as cliche, here's the front spin around, there's the back, and it all looks like a mirror or frame around the edges. As yeah, mentioned. like to love Rue. And Hopefully that just wasn't shine. Okay. And recently, oh. like, Land of the Lustrous. It's it's their go-to. We don't know how to fit this in here. Yeah. I think FD&M also has these two, which are... I don't have the third one, but the first two initial D movies. Am I wrong? 
Uh, you are wrong. I may have two D's in my username, but I don't have both of those initial D's. Well, let's keep going. Here's the front, and we'll look at the back. I was considering it with it being cheap on Amazon.com, but the import fees are stupid and kind of not uh, worth it. I, I wish you didn't have that problem. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and next is seven, seven heavenly virtues, which I think I, I know why you got those. Yeah, because I found that good old cell on Amazon that a certain uh, Taku pointed out. I'll save yeah. that other Blu-ray for later. And I've also, along the Sentai Filmworks line, I finally got Samurai Bride and Samurai Girls, which is probably the other way around, chronologically. You're right. Bride, spines, and back. Fortunately, I was able to find the DVD volumes that I wanted. After that, we have an upgrade copy of Interlude, as I mentioned last year. That's a weird along, one. Along with that, I also got today's uh, viewing club entry, which is Aramanga Sensei, which we've shown the spin around on that. Now, it's been a year so far. So I finally got Area 88, both tracks, since the pre since this was released by Discotechs of Vegas, who used to work for uh, Central Park Media or U.S. Manga Corps, released this. So as an attempt to better himself, I believe, or because he's familiar with the series, he re-released this with both tracks. Give it a good spin. Ooh. However, just like last year, I had the UN Squadron game. But this time, finally got it in the box complete. <laughs> so real quick... Ooh. Can somebody look up the definition of lithograph? Because I'm pretty sure this isn't it. <laughs> That's a poster. This is this is a freaking poster. This is probably the same poster. <laughs> Your name. <laughs> this is probably the same poster that was in the that fooled everybody into going to see the movie. Prints by lithography. So even though this says you in squadron, it doesn't say anything about Area 88 around this. If you look in the instruction manual to page four it does state area 88 if you can uh -huh. even read that so it's been a year sort of a deja vu sort of thing but i need to up the scale a bit more as i finally got the co cockpit the kamikaze stories from urban vision Ooh, ooh! I, why has that not gotten a dvd release i don't know because discotech's working on it wink wink Probably. I'm going to laugh if next year they're going to release the release a SD to Blu-ray or a Blu-ray version of Area 88 and this movie along with it to keep in theme of the release. <laughs> um, for the record, Lance, I didn't buy the frame for the poster. I just happened to have uh, an empty frame and I thought, why don't I open this on the podcast? <laughs> Believe so, them. Oh, I, you know, I was thinking of, so when, uh, regarding lithographs, I was thinking of lenticulars when I was reading limited edition lithograph or whatever. I mean, in the definition, I think it says something on like a hard surface, possibly stone 
I think metal is what they use for lithograph nowadays. I wouldn't know. All I know is it's those plastic yeah. cards that are in the Genion releases. No, those are lenticulars. I was wrong. I was thinking of the wrong okay. thing. Len lenticulars are the ones that are cut uh, in a way where you can rotate them and they show a different image. So you're probably wondering, as the viewer that normally watches the podcast, if you're on iTunes, don't worry. This is just a one-time deal. I have this box right here. It's not inside the box that matters, but I can tell you one thing. There is a pain, and we like to call that Zegapain. <laughs> and what's wrong, and what makes Zegapain so painful, is that it's you satire. have to Zegapainful, painfully open the lid, and like a robotic dinosaur or T-Rex, it opens its mouth to unveil the different volumes of Zegapain, as we have Zegapain, Zega Zegapain, Zega Zega Zegapain. Zega 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 pain. Zega 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 pain. Zega 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 pain. All said very zega painfully. And yes, AC, you would not like the beginning of this. It was nice of Bandai to put that little legs in the bottom to hold it up at least. Oh my god, that was so neat about this box. Aside from the whole robotic dinosaur thing, the little stand here. It's a nice gift. If if you only had volume one, it would really suck. <laughs> yeah, yes, it would. But yeah, this is one of those series that, uh, in this case, the character starts having amnesia, but he doesn't realize it. So regarding these one-time deal limited things, I also have this. Because I went to see um, Love, Chini, Bio, and Other Delusions take on me, but... I'm going to hold off on showing it to you guys until that video comes out, assuming that video actually gets made. Um, we had some recording problems there. but uh, Go ahead, FTDNM. I have one thing to show, but I'll show it in parallel with something else. Okay. I'll save the best for last. Worst for first. Okay. Am I locked on? Yes. So... The Sentai sale finally came to my house after like a gazillion weeks of Canada Post sucking. Um, so we got UPS each... is on strike in our uh, neck of the woods now. What is UPS or whatever? <laughs> well, that's great because they're the only people that actually deliver. Um, yeah, they waited till the here. holiday season. Yeah, so it won't last for long. So we got Anaplex Expiry A channel and like. Honestly, I put this on my pickup list. I don't know if I showed this last time or not, but <laughs> I got Blood Sea, the movie, because uh, Brad was saying, oh, it go it's going out of print or whatever. Well, no, it's just hard to get with the... Uh, in Slipcover? Yeah. Hmm. Mine was in like, perfect condition for a strap. Yeah, I got here. Book of Bantora, which is, for some reason, getting pretty expensive there, so I got it when it was on the Sentai sale. Then we got Aura, another, it's a movie, but it's like 70 bucks on Amazon.ca minimum. Why? I don't know. I think it's because it's going out print, like I said. Maybe they think it's Aura Battler done buying on Amazon. Probably. Which is a full Then we got, well, no, because import CDs would have a listing for it, but they don't. That's usually the sign that they're going out print. Um, Captain Earth. Wait. Yeah, Captain Earth, not Captain Planet. He's a hero. 
cards. One and two. Down zero. I just got that because it was like pretty cheap. This one I got on Amazon.com for its Sentai-ish sale. So I finally have the Blu-ray of Grave of the Firefly so I can actually watch it in its best quality <laughs> and then never watch it again. Yeah, I was going to say. Hey, I, I was left angry when I watched that. That's I sad. might too, but I honestly I can't tell till I uh, do it. Uh, the Funimations of the week. I got Kino's Journey, the second season or the reboot series. And a uh, spoiler for later tonight is that um, they just announced a SD Blu-ray for the first season from ADV. So that'll be great because it'll be the same height and all that stuff. I'm sure no slipcase, but it's better than having that DVD. Then we got my completed Star Blazers 2199. Is that what it is? Yeah, 2199. This show, I have high hopes for it and... Its presentation is fantastic in the first one that I tested, so pretty excited. Except I'm going to hold off on watching it till someone relicenses the first three seasons or re-releases, and then I can watch that. There's also a movie box set that they would have to relicense. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, got another box full of animes. Inu Boku or Inu X Boku, whichever way you pronounce it. Aniplex license going up uh, soon. Same with Suritama. I just realized I'm supposed to use the spines, but I don't know. I, I'm, I've got a pretty good pace so far. Then we got number six, another Aniplex expiry. I'll put that on a bit longer. It's a Yaoi, I think. <laughs> but it's got a heavy focus on the action and the story is what I hear, I think. We got, what is this? Needless. So that one I kind of predicted was going to get expensive and out of print and all that stuff because it's one of those, like, their DVD sets are thick, so it's one of their older licenses. So then we got Nakaimo. Um, I still lay the claim that this is a much better mystery than Psychopath. Fight me. <laughs> And then we got my teen romantic comedy, Snafu. I really enjoyed the seasons, both of them. And yeah, I just haven't gotten around to getting them till the sale. Ugh. And like Augie, I got Seven Heavenly Virtues because Amazon.com had it for pretty dirt cheap. So I'm like, hey, why not? It's like 40 bucks on Amazon.ca. Then we got Roroni Kenshin, new Kyoto arc. This one is. Yeah, it's also Anaplex expiry. And like Augie, I got Samurai Girls and Samurai Bride. I can't remember what I thought of these. Like at the time, I like kind of liked it, but at the same time got kind of annoyed by some of the things. And the art style is just you like it or you hate it. Then we got Maid Sama. I had to replace my sub-only version. This also save some space on my shelf. We got Magikoyo Samurai Girls. I remember enjoying this a lot, but I forget like everything about it. Maria Holic Seasons 1 and 2. I hear mixed things about this. And right before I get into the better ones, Excel World, because Amazon.ca has no listing for this. It never had the pre-order, so I was just waiting and waiting till it went up, and day of release, it still wasn't there, so I got it on Amazon.ca. 
No, this is the movie. Oh, okay. And it includes the OVAs, apparently. So that's nice. Then we got... The World God Only Knows Complete Ultimate Collection, which I, I think is a print, because on Amazon.ca it was 178 for the cheapest one. Um, yeah. I haven't finished... Uh, I only watched seasons one and two because I didn't have the OVAs access to me. Then we got Family of Zero, another series that I really enjoyed the first season, but like it took them forever to get seasons two, three, and four over here, and I just haven't gone around to it. Ugh. And then the final pickups. Also, Brad, if this is all deja vu, it's because you've physically seen it before. <laughs> High Q you, season. I didn't. Two. I didn't look at any of the stuff in the box. High Q just, season two. Because um, these were some of the last Sentai limited editions that I needed before I was almost caught up. Like, there's the new ones coming up, but Sword Oratoria. But these ones weren't on sale the last time Sentai had a Sentai sale. These ones were discounted, though, so I plunged. Do you think they'll have another sale for Cyber Monday? Maybe. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. It's unpredictable, because this one, I think... I forget what it was. But uh, anyway, we got Armed Girls Mecha... Machiavellism. Yeah, Machiavellism. I remembered it was a weird pronunciation. Um, this is probably the most solid like future we can see for limited editions for Sentai because it doesn't have all the junk. It just has one book and one Blu-ray. That's all it is. So it's affordable and it's got a nice presentation. And it has an end label. Yeah. And then my final pickup, we got Cowboy Bebop Steelbook Rebuy. This now has a 5.1 audio track. Justin Savakis was kind of disappointed with some of the compression on it, but honestly, I haven't heard it. Okay, that's it for me. Now back to the desk. Okay, so I want to show you guys something real quick before I jump into picking to opening up the thing Augie sent me. Um, so these are lenticulars, right? They're the they've got these little cuts in them so that when you view it from this angle, it shows you what's on this image, and when you view it from that angle, it shows you what's on this image, right? You guys have seen these, obviously. Oh, yeah. Right? So I want to show you something really cool. There's a company called Zebra Imaging. They cut these so that they can be viewed from uh, 360 degrees, or I guess 180 degrees, technically, because you can't look underneath them. I mean, you could print on both sides, I suppose. But they, uh, they do these things where rather than cut in lines, they cut little dots that have a prism and he, and the prism has all these different little itty bitty pixels rendered on each side of it. So that depending on which angle you look at it from the image, it looks like you're looking at a 3d hologram, except that it doesn't actually pop up off the surface like this, obviously, but it's pretty cool. Anyway. Um, when I was in college, uh, one of my, uh, assignments, um, no, one of my one of my classmates told me about this. He was gonna print a huge sheet and put his uh, business card on these, so that when it prints, um, if he's if he handed it to somebody, they could see it. One of his three D models uh, for his character design from all all the different sides. Um, but I bet I imagine that would be really expensive. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, now as you're opening it, one thing to know. When I pack something personally, I do it differently than other people. 
Do people want packing peanuts? No. Do people want everything wrapped up in paper? No. Do people want bubble wrap? Sort of not really. Do people want that thermal thermal vanilla envelope? No, because they're sadists. But I do it differently because you can also use this around the home as well. So AC, when you have it, when you're ready, okay. go. So I haven't looked in it. I just I just cut it open so that wouldn't be an issue. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a guess. You asked me for my shoe size, so I'm. There's two things I think I think it could be. Number one, it's slippers, which it's not. Number two, that was a uh, a misdirection. I'm guessing. <laughs> Oh, you bought me a whole bunch of socks. <laughs> there you go. Instead of all that other packaging stuff, I use socks because everyone. Why did you need my foot, my my shoe size for this? So you can wear your so socks. Foot size. And now, if you have a family member and want to do something similar to this, go with packs of underwear, especially tidy whities for men. Those that's usually See, hilarious around the house. This is this is the thing that's kind of irritating about this is I literally switched to a new brand of socks and threw all my other ones away. So these probably are never going to get open. I'm well, going to use them. To it's open the big bag. They come from Alabama Walmart. I'm, you can't get socks anywhere else else like I'm, that. I'm going to probably use them to pack. Um, FDD and M Sentai uh, orders from now on. The last time Augie said something, he did the yep. same thing. It's like Augie's going to indirectly buy me everything. At least open the big one just to see how they feel. At least do that. How about the ones that you just left out on the side that I can touch and feel right now? Just open the big one. You're telling me Go there's something. Right now. I can tell that you you resealed it because there's tape on it. That's so the freshness won't go away. These are Alabama Walmart bought socks. Yeah. There is stuff in here. FDDM, you almost got free stuff. All right. So we have got <laughs> the thing that Augie keeps buying for everybody. Did you... I swear, there's going to be a um, beautiful dreamer in here, I bet. You already have it. Why would I buy it for you again? I, I don't have the Blu-ray. Oh, well, that's news uh, to me now. Seven of seven, which I'm pretty sure I already have. <laughs> you said you didn't have. I don't remember. I might not. And... <laughs> Umar-chan, which I literally would not have ever bought uh, otherwise. That's my other pickup. Yeah, because uh, if I I don't want the I've I've been avoiding on, buying anything that, that had a uh, limited edition that I didn't want to actually own, like in terms of like the oversized ones. So uh, this breaks that mold finally. Uh, it took it took one of my friends buying me the Blu-ray set of uh, the woman called Fujiko Mine before I actually started buying Blu-rays. So anyway. Thank you, Augie. Um, if you guys don't know, I don't know if we mentioned this, but today's actually my birthday. Um, so that's why this was significant. Um, happy birthday, Brad. And happy birthday to Otakuso, whose birthday was 10 days ago. Um, anyway, let's uh, move into... Let me close this. Let's move into... Um, mouse is dying. <laughs> News. <laughs> Starting with Kickstarter. 
So there was supposed to be an Umineko uh, Nonaku Koroni uh, Kickstarter, but it's been delayed. So um, did they? I didn't read the article. This was the I updated with this article. I read recently. an article. It's essentially because there's so much buzz and interest around it. They essentially want to make a better Kickstarter with better rewards and stuff. So they just extended it till like the seventeenth or fourteenth. Well, today's fourteenth. Today's the 15th, so... It says the 14th in the article. Maybe they held it off again? Where do you see the 14th? I don't know. You keep scrolling. <laughs> Delayed the campaign to November 14th in order to add more content. Yeah, so I saw the thing in it. I went to the website, and the website didn't have a link to the Kickstarter, and then the Kickstarter didn't have a... An existence like there's yeah there's no actual there's no uh see there's like a video for it a youtube video for it maybe if i go to the well, i don't know i'll do it later anyway so the bottom line is that they're going to dub it so you're going to be able to play umi neko uh with a dub umi neko is kind of a weird title it means for... seagull when the seagull cry. yeah because really? Umi means ocean and Neko yeah. means cat. Cat. So the sea cats. You're weird, Japan. Yeah, so here's the 11 14 2018. So, huh. Anyway, um, moving on to this one Spice and Wolf has a VR heading to crowdfunding platforms later this month. Ooh. So Kickstarter and Campfire, which is the Japanese one that we always sort of talk about but never actually uh, mention. So there's going to be like a 3D VR experience you get to have. I know a certain anti-tuber who's going to get that. And I know another anti-tuber who's going to make fun of him for it. <laughs> does, it does it state what character you are or if you're an outsider looking in? This game. I don't know. I mean, I I've not watched Spice and Wolf, so. Because if you play it as Hollow, all the male all the male players are just going to look down the whole time and don't advance well, anywhere. You can see in this um, R and D test here, you can see Holo. That's oh, Holo, okay. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Anyway. And then I uh, just want to give a shout out. Happily, Erin's publishing her first book. Um, so I don't know if you guys follow her on YouTube. She was in the 2017, no, 2016 hentai grab bag video. Um, she's publishing her book. So I just wanted to give her a shout out. And we got a lot of live action news to discuss. First of all, Backstreet Girls is going to get a live-action film, to which I say I was willing to watch this as an anime. I don't know if I'm willing to watch it as a <laughs> as a live-action movie, to be honest. <laughs> it's gonna be a little. It's gonna be a little too too weird if it's live-action. This is the story about the yakuza that uh, that mess up real bad, and then in order to escape punishment, they all get a sex change and become. Uh, a, a girl band, <laughs> right? The comedy is very similar to Coromite High School. Uh, with it being live action, I would have to know who the script writer would be. 
before I can dig into it. I'd also, it would also be really funny if they actually had the guys dress up in drag instead of get a, get female actresses to play the, uh, you know, <laughs> the converted part. Anyway, um, Shuzo uh, Oshimi's The Flowers of Evil manga is getting a live action film in 2019 as well. Well, they can't then, animate it weirdly, so maybe it will be good. Hey, that is MTV music video animation. Thank you. And then give me a second. I have to pause something. Because last time we showed even a frame of this, we got a copyright flag. And, and the, the video was banned in all countries. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's a new trailer for uh, Battle Angel Alita. Still looks terrible to me. Um, a lot of people are starting to warm up to it, but uh, I don't know if I actually mentioned this. I should have. I wish I had back in, if I didn't. Um, but uh, I was going to make a VFX breakdown on it, but I decided to wait until the, the movie had more to show because it wouldn't have been a good... I, w I was going to make a bunch of predictions that actually came true, but um, it wouldn't have been like cluttering up the channel wise, it would have been better to wait. So you um, know what? The reason they copyright strict struck you is because they don't want people to see the terrible version of it <laughs> because when they update it, they'll be like, that's not a film. Actually, my prediction was that um, they made it the way that they did on purpose to, dr to drum up controversy. Right. So with they the were plan, with the plan to fix it. Um, so because they want to erase all the evidence after the thing's no, over. This is this is normal for for the teaser trailers to have un, in, incomplete CGI and stuff in it, but right. um, for Weta Digital, it was it was embarrassing. And um, anyway, the the reason I would uh, expect this to be terrible, I don't see him in the reflection of her eyes. First of all, <laughs> no. Um, the reason I expect this to be terrible is this character. We talked about this before. He said his inspiration for Hugo was Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. <laughs> yeah. Which seems insane to me um, for Hugo's character. I sent you <laughs> some images in the chat for the oh, next one. For the next one? For the Pokemon yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. So here's the... Uh, I guess the, the trailer came out for um, Detective new... Pikachu. Yeah. Just now here's what's funny. Literally everybody, all of my mutuals on Twitter are so hyped for this movie and the yeah, irony here the yeah is that when we were when we were talking about the movie on the podcast i was i was interested in it until the trailer came out <laughs> and now i don't want to see it <laughs> i still don't mind seeing it the only issue i have with the trailer is why is jigglypuff just a full of fluff i thought it was supposed to be elastic don't worry just hold on well, well, that's like every Pokemon. You here's think a question. It's very inconsistent because Pikachu's all fuzzy. Mr. Mime's hair is like, what is this? Foam? Glued to his head? Good question. Now, Brad, just look at my screenshots and that's my that's my thoughts on the trailer. Uh, sorry, on the movie. Okay, hold on. Why is Charizard anorexic? Why does he look so weird? That's I'm fine. I'm fine with the scaly effect, but it, it doesn't look as massive. No, as the scaly it. effect looks terrible. <laughs> okay, hold on. Brace yourself. I'm going backwards, all right? I'll have you know that all three of these screenshots are from... 
I did not edit any of them. <laughs> that Psyduck. Those eyes sure look realistic, don't they? Like, move over, Battle Angel Alita. <laughs> at least it looks like the drawing. Look at that. He looks like an aborted... This looks like nightmare fuel. I don't know why people were so hyped over this. Okay, I know why they're so hyped over it. Because my friend, he said, that looks like a really good Mr. Mime. And to sum it up, I was, it's just like, yeah, it looks great for if they tried to make a portrayal of a real Mr. Mime. The, the fact is, though, a real Mr. Mime looks creepy as hell. Because Brad, this looks like a, a Furby that you shoved a bike pump up its ass and started pumping air into it. Like the eyes look like if you made that a doll, its glass creepy eyes would just be staring at you. Like no, who would want to buy a toy that looks like true that? to the drawing? It's just why is it fluff? Okay, I know the answer to why everyone's so unable to put a good answer on why this looks bad or good because everyone's conflicted they're like i don't know it looks kind of good it's because brad like you said before there's some things like dragon ball z you can't make a live action for pokemon is supposed to look cute and soft and whatever but then when you have a mr mime like that that's terrifying and a jigglypuff that looks like yeah uh, like this looks like creepy the, like the images that accompany a creepy pasta um like they look like the the all those like deviant art posts you've seen over the years of creepy, like realistic renditions of Pokemon. That's exactly what these all look. They like. apparently hired a, one of the deviant art realism people right. that did yeah. Pokemon. That's what they look. They look bad, like, and they don't look consistent at all. Which, granted, a lot of the Pokemon look. Well, if you go back to Psyduck. I kind of like the wet weather effect, even though there's not much to really see. Yeah, well, but I'm saying it, it, I'm saying character design wise between Mister Mime. Psyduck and Jigglypuff, they don't look consistent. Right. 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 Now, the reason that I, first of all, when I watched the trailer, I didn't even notice. I noticed Mr. Mime. I didn't, I, I don't know if you I skimmed through the trailer or what, but I didn't really pay attention to the other Pokemon in it. The only ones I saw were Pikachu and uh, Mr. Mime. The thing I didn't like about it was the guy they have playing the lead. Same here. So Why? now I'll just, I want to say something. This is going to sound really controversial, but I want you to hear me out. When I saw that guy, I felt like I was looking at a diversity hire. But I will say, I felt the same way when I saw the trailer for the live-action Death Note, and the guy actually won me over, okay, when I saw the movie, okay? So it's not to say that that they can't hire, you know, a quote-unquote African-American. I think Lakeith Stanton might be from London. But, but what I'm getting at is that the guy looks like um, – he looks like he was hired for his race and not for his acting ability. That's what I'm saying specifically. Whereas I think Lakeith, he is like a newer actor. Right. Well, it's whereas Lakeith Smith Stanfield. Part of the Will Smith family. That's what I, I was going to ask that. That's actually. the character's name. I mean, yeah. yeah but, but getting back to it, um, Lakeith Stanfield was a freaking phenomenal actor. Like he, he really pulled off L, or rather, he made a character that wasn't L but was worth watching right this other person based on the trailer because in the trailer for the live action death note you barely see any of them right you you almost don't see him at all um and that was obviously intentional but with this it's the main character so he's he's sort of center stage actually why don't i just find a part where he's in it and i can just show you the one part that I'm confused about is how come Hollywood has this sort of fetishism for the British accent? I'm so lost with that. 
like the beginning narration. That's what threw me off. So anyway, um, real quick, this is the character I'm talking about. Uh, acting wise, I it just feels weird, and it it just look. I'll I'll, I'll see the movie, and we'll see how it turns out. Um, as I said, I felt like L was a choice that was made just to make a more diverse cast. And um, the, the actor pulled it off like really well. I, I, I actually really enjoyed that movie. I do think that they shouldn't have named the characters light now, but I think, uh, I think that it looks weird because every single interaction in this trailer is nothing that's been in Pokemon for so Hollywood eyes, like the interactions. Yeah. It, it seems that's why it feels off as well, well because this i think what it is is that this is um pokemon in america rather than pokemon in the right palette town and you know like you know what i mean like the fake fictional the pikachu game i think is set in new york which on its own when i heard about that i was like no I, I don't get i don't believe it why is it in this realistic setting that's that's not it won't work and then when i saw this they one-upped it i'm like how yeah how but it, says, it has like the names of different areas right isn't Sinnoh uh one oh, of yeah. the they yeah. must be in Sinnoh because like that's what the guy in the trailer is like oh my dream of getting the Sinnoh champ so when I when I think about Pokemon, this is definitely not the cityscape I think of. <laughs> also, yeah, Lance Power says Ryan Reynolds voices Pikachu. I thought right. it sounded really forced and dramatized in the trailer, his voice acting. I don't know. Because it's like his Pikachu voice had such range. And then it's like people can't understand me, and that has the classic Pika Pika. Okay. Let me let me say this. Do you you guys know who Pro ZD is? Pro ZD, yeah. Is that is that what he calls himself? No, I call him that. Okay. Um. So, uh, he did a uh, you know he's he's that um chubby Asian guy who does like the the filming seconds. of the filming from one angle and then he he voices like a character and then he switches to another character and has like props on his face like and whatnot and he and he like tells a little story. He Brad, did we don't one. need his biography. Okay. He did one for Detective Pikachu that seemed way more interesting than the actual movie. Like, you know, uh, vine, uh, strangulation around the neck. What do you think? Vine whip? You know, and he's like, no, that would have snapped his neck like a twig, right? And he's like two cops going over the over yeah, a crime scene. That was so I, much better than this trailer. As soon as I watched that, I realized, wait, what the hell are they actually going to do in the movie? Because people are just basing it off, oh, my God, it looks amazing. But they have nothing to the story. What are they going to do that's detective-like? Why is Pikachu a detective? What are they doing? I don't know. This is, I don't know. This so, okay. Well, you know, actually, I'll tell you right now, the thing that killed it for me, and then we'll move on. The thing that killed it for me is the Tom and Jerry movie. You can talk? <laughs> well, we you know got what I'm talking about? Money. Do you remember yeah. the Tom and Jerry movie where like, wait a minute, you can talk? Oh, you can talk too? Oh my God. It's like, oh, because we didn't want to do a, a entire movie where the, where the two main characters don't talk. <laughs> it's like, holy crap, you can understand me? <laughs> I mean, he talks in the game, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I, this is, again, one of those things where it's less weird. This is exactly what I brought up in Gridman. It's less weird if you just don't even address it, you know? It's it's weird because you make it weird when the rest of the characters are like, what? This is so bizarre. Anyway, I'll see it. I'll wait for another trailer to uh to give it a definitive answer and i personally think the cg looks bad uh, for the characters but by next trailer might 
might look a little bit better, you know, and that's that's what I'm sort of waiting for. So streaming news, we got quite a bit here. Crunchy Crunchyroll reveals partial list of anime leaving since uh, a service on November 9th. So the thing is, any title that is being added to Crunchyroll is what yeah. I'm suspecting Funimation is going to go for, possibly. Because I don't know how they're going to approach it from there on. So I'm oh, keeping an eye out for all the lists that they put of, oh, we're adding these dub titles. But the thing that's neat about this, uh, whatever, this situation is that there's more dubs coming to Crunchyroll. So that's a plus for the Crunchyroll people that liked dubs as well. Um, I think it's going to be a, a, a rocky. Um, it's going to be a bit of a rocky uh, transition. transition, but I yeah. think it'll be better in the long run. Yeah, because then there'll be competition and stuff. Well, I kind of see this as a natural cycle because when you buy a license, it's going to expire eventually. So you well, have don't that, worry, guys. No matter how many titles they lose, they still will have High Guardian Spice. Oh, yeah. That top oh, two. Did I already mention this on the podcast that uh, I realized afterwards that they could have spent that budget on making a Crunchyroll Hime anime instead of High Guardian Spice? I would probably yeah. prefer that. But anyway. that You know what? If they could do that, that would be amazing to see Crunchyroll Hime. If it's literally just Crunchyroll Hime going into the world of different anime and hiring the studios in Japan oh, to do God. a little one-off OVA. That would actually be hilarious. Goes up, that would have been great. Like that, people were so hyped for that. You know, to see another episode of shows, especially shows that aired like years and years and years ago, but with Crunchyroll Hime showing up in them, which could either that actually you could that's a real hit or miss. Like you, you got a bunch of fans to be like, yeah, another episode of this show is coming out with, and they're gonna have this uh, Crunchyroll mascot show up in it. And other fans are like, oh god, you're gonna ruin my show to put Crunchyroll mascot in it. You know. There you go. Anyway, um. And then they added 17 English dubbed anime titles. So they've got Centaur's Life, Al Daraman on the Sky, Aokana, Four Rhythm Across the Blue, Berserk, okay, Brave Witches, Boongo Stray Dogs, Chaos Child, Handshakers, 100, Izetta the Last Witch, Joker Game, Ken Cole, Love Tyrant. Oh. The thing I'm worried about is these unreleased titles like Masamune Kun's Revenge and Love Tyrant that I want to buy, but they haven't been mm -hmm. released by Funimation, and they won't buy Funimation because the deal expired. So I'm worried, but hopefully they distribute it and stuff. Yeah. Give it time. So it's still... I, it, we're still speculating on this, I think, but I, I'm pretty sure that this is Sony's um, majority stake in Funimation caused this split. And Crunchyroll launches the Super Fan Pack membership featuring Annie Uta, Utomic, Verve, and more. So $100 total value for only 15 bucks monthly. Wow. Isn't that what people are paying anyway? Well, it, what it seems like to me is that for more than you're already paying for Crunchyroll, you can get a bunch of services you don't really want. Yeah. <laughs> what is Utomic? Is that uh, a new service? Handpicked games. Yeah, game instant game. access to a deeply diverse collection. So I guess you can play Sega games. 
But why does that have anime like on the? These look dumb. <laughs> no, no, it's got like oh no, those are games. Uh, they just have anime adaptations. Okay. They have a game for the Cities of Gold. Really? Maybe not. Maybe it does have some anime on it after all. Hopefully, it's a real game, not one of those click wasters. A flash game. These all look like click wasters. Okay. Oh, and do you also get a, a subscription to Munchpack? No, no, I do not want that. Oh, oh, they have grocery stores. They also get. What do they get with with right stuff? What does this have to do with right stuff? I, I don't oh, get okay. it. Okay, so Crunchyroll Super Fan Pack members can receive up to ten percent discount on home video and manga products on the site. Um, so for fifteen dollars a month, you can get what you could get for fifteen dollars a year. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't seem. Uh, Seems like they're trying something new to see how it would sell. Then they get well, it, it seems like they're desperate for something, so they're like, "What can we do?" Anyway. Which is strange because you have AT and T engulf them unless they're trying to cut them off somehow to create a very expanded library. But that doesn't make sense. But that's a business strategy. I don't get. It. I, I don't know. I, I think that I think that both Sony and AT and T were trying to buy up stuff so that they could get into this market and neither of them actually know what to do now that they have it. You know what I mean? So I get what you're saying. Physical release people like us are, are seeming to be uh, totally unaffected by most of this, but yeah. um, so Funimation streaming is going to have all these subtitles. Basically their entire library. Yeah. Like I, did they not already have subversions on their no, side? No, no, no. They did. They just removed it when they had the deal because the whole gimmick was, oh, you go to Crunchyroll. If you want For all sub. the sub, yeah. go to uh, the Funimation if you want the dub. Okay, well, that seemed like uh, I mean, eh, well, whatever. <laughs> I didn't see a Shelf Obsessed or a ad for Submit Your Shelves to Shelf Obsessed in the Shelf Life this week. Again, ruins the whole point of me clicking shelf, on shelf life. Shelf life was about area eighty-eight this yeah. week. So, also, Netflix reveals three anime works by Japanese studios Pacific Rim animated show. Uh, so, this looks uh, pretty pretty god awful to me. This one right here. This is. I didn't a, know they had previews already. This is like a CG uh, Netflix one. Is this for the Pacific Rim one? What is this for? One series is Cagister of an Insect Cage, an adaptation of this manga, blah, 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 blah. Dude, it blew my mind to learn that Zebek and, uh, God, Gonzo did the first Full Metal Panic. That blew my the mind. Next... I thought they were second... all by Gonzo because... And then KyoAni, I think, did the second raid. They did Fumofu and the second raid, and yeah. then Zebek. Zebek did a OVA. No, they did the last season. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. My wife oh. is going to hate that. <laughs> Why? Because Zebek has boobs Zebek. and stuff? <laughs> I think my, he's wife, used my wife loves Zebek. Full Metal 
panic. Um, Just imagine they have an omake or whatever, like the fan service episodes for a full metal panic. This is hilarious. Okay, so uh, so this full CG looking show is being directed at Gonzo. You mean so, Gonzo after they got rid of all their good CG stuff? Gonzo did Last Exile, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. So Last Exile had CG that was ahead of its time, but still looked bad. <laughs> um, God, they were Gonzo was actually pretty good for a while. Kind of think of it. I that's know that's why I was working on a lot of stuff. Yeah, they just have they have a bunch of stuff that feels very paint by number and uninspired. Um, anyway, so more so we've got this. Another title is Altered Carbon Feature based on Netflix's live-action science fiction series. The same name work. As you're reading that, I find Gonzo may have a hit or miss, but I don't really feel like they're a total failure studio like some other ones. E. Castro says, uh, Range Murata's art lured him into Last Exile, but he could never get past the CG. Um, yeah, yeah I, will say that, I will say that Range Murata's art is the... Uh, is the selling point of that show. Um, and the music is pretty dang good too. Um, but uh, yeah, the show itself is, I, I, I have, I can't even recall anything of it except for like, I can't even remember the character's names. I, I, I know, I think the girl's name is Al. Can confirm Zevic did season four of Full Mel Panic. All right. I'm going to move on. Uh, nothing else looked interesting there. So if you have a Wii, Say farewell to Netflix on January 30th. Apparently it's still on the 3DS. Netflix. Yeah, well, I mean, if you've got a computer or a phone or anything else, you could probably still access it. And anybody who, anybody who has a Wii probably has something else that, that also has it. It just kind of seems weird that they're getting rid of it. Yeah. Um, Oh, and I didn't copy over the theater release news. I didn't see anything new. I should. I'll have to update this to get the old ones in there. Um, but yeah, I didn't see anything new. So series news. Augie, you want to take this away? So he, so Savakis finally completed his work on the 2003 Cyborg 009. There's some tight tweaks that they might need to do. But that's in another area, more in the music area. And all 51 episodes of the series were dubbed. And he spent most of the past year trying to resync everything so it'll fit, since the format that he got it on is a videotape that's kind of de- kind of rotting away, deteriorating away. So the movie still does yeah. not have a dub, but... We're getting closer to may hopefully a spring release of this. They're actually pretty quick with authoring and getting their stuff out. And now would be a good time to uh, to bring up the fact that Augie wanted to do this for a watch club, but it's 51 episodes in a movie. Is that correct? Yes. What I would suggest is, is splitting it into two into a it, full month. I was thinking have it be be a show that we watch for a, during a month, but during the other two podcasts, and before we get to it, we'll watch a simple movie. That way, okay. there's so less can, stress. You have time. Way. Okay. Have time. Yeah. So, 
we so like, I'm I'm bringing it up just so that everybody else has a chance to hear the idea and maybe ponder on it and get back to us. Um, I think that I, I think it'd be fine to do 26 episodes and then the other 25 plus the movie. Um, and like you said, you know, doing something a little bit more relaxed before that would be a good idea. Um, because I have no idea how you still have hair after the whole semicolon series. Try and watch all seven <laughs> before that podcast. Seven. Last when we and you talked, I didn't. There's watch seven the of them. Show. Okay, six. You mean you mean Steinsgate and Steinsgate Zero and Chaos Head and that Chaos Child and Robotic Shots and Occultic Mind. Yeah. Is that seven? That sounds like five. What I just saw. Is there another one? Did I miss one? Anyway, um, it it was definitely rough, and I, I decided not to finish Robotics Note until after, but I did finish it, and I did watch Occultic Nine recently. That anyway, <laughs> animated Castlevania to whip up a ten episode third season. So if you guys have been enjoying this, it's going to get more. Uh, I haven't watched any of it personally. Um, I watched I the mind. first bit of it. It's not that bad. It's not anime by all means. It's animated by Frederator, but that doesn't mean anything. That, that's just the company involved. They outsource their animation for this. In fact, somebody I saw somebody on Twitter was hired. Like this is where this is a good time to be an artist, but it's also a real shitty time to be an artist. Um, there was a, a moment where, uh, first of all, if you go to an art school and you study animation and your teachers are telling you that anime is shit and that you shouldn't study that, or you shouldn't mimic manga style or anything. Quit, quit art school, <laughs> go to a different one. Because even though they are right for anim for animation jobs, 10, 10, 20 years ago, uh, they are not right in the direction things are going. Um, and uh, people on, on DeviantArt are being found and hired for things like somebody got hired to to do I don't, I don't know the what style you call it, but like a portraiture like a renaissance painting style digital painting of characters to to use as background art you know so it's a good time to be an artist for that the problem though the reason it's also not a good time to be an artist is that you're competing with the entire world because of the internet so it used to be uh you know you go to a job uh, opening in your hometown and you stood a good chance of getting it. Now you're competing with the entire world and you're competing with people who are willing to pay who are willing to work for much less in countries where the uh, cost of living is much lower. Um, animated Super Mario Brothers movie aims for potential 2022 debut. So I should probably apply for this. <laughs> Come to think of it, <laughs> this might be one I would actually wouldn't mind working on. But um, what would the uh, plot be besides Mario okay. rescues the princess? But let me let me just say that um, when you make a movie based on a video game, there's two ways to go about it. The first way is to try to remake the experience of playing the game which never usually works. It's really hard to give people that in a movie. The other way to do it, which I think is the better way to do it, is just tell a story using the characters of the game and not worry about uh, recreating the experience. Because what do you... I mean, literally, you're just going to be like, okay, so Mario jumps 
on this Koopa, you know, and, and that, that is the mechanic of the game. And we're going to put that in, in the story because it just makes sense. Right. So how's it going to work as a movie though? Because the plot is always, uh, Oh no, Bowser kidnapped princess peach. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is you don't have to actually do that. So if you were to make a Zelda movie, let me me explain it. Let me explain it this way. If you were to, to make a Zelda movie, um, would you tell an epic tale of him going to all these different dungeons to get uh, little trinkets in order to unlock some further part of the game, but in a movie, or would you just have him go on an adventure, you know, and write a movie adventure using the characters of the game? You know what I mean? Like that's how you would handle it. So I don't know that they would even do the cliche thing of uh, Bowser kidnapping the princess or whatever. Um, They might, I don't know, but. Another All I'm saying is that they don't have a big, good track record. You take uh, take one of the storylines from the RPGs and shift it to make the movie. For Mario? Yeah. Why not? So one of, one of the Mario RPGs, of which there are like three? Uh, I mean, there's like the series of Mario and Luigi games. And uh, the I am like as so well. far behind on on Mario titles. I I didn't even play Mario sixty four actually. Come to think of it, um. Anyway, I say I say there's but, potential there because you have Bowser. Cliche. Two D animated ones have been fun to watch. Oh yeah, you know. So I don't. I don't. I'm I'm surprised that this hasn't happened sooner. It just seems like a, a character you could just you could do a full-fledged anime series about Mario that people would sit down and watch, you know, I would, it's totally doable, you know, but uh, they just haven't really, um, for whatever reason, Nintendo hasn't made anime for anything except for like Kirby. And there's Captain Falcon. Mario movies. Uh, Yeah. There are a couple of, there are a couple of short series. There's a long-running uh, Mario manga with Mario having a huge potty mouth. But back to the point I was making with the RPG, you can play with the... It plays with more of the characters. Instead of Bowser being behind the desk waiting for Mario to come, he interacts. He does stuff. He's not just Mr. Big Bad all the time. I just don't want to see Bowsette show up in this movie. <laughs> all right. I hope that's long dead by the time this movie comes out. <laughs> Illumin- Why does this sound familiar? What studio is Illumination? That's, uh, that's not, not a job in the studio. Despicable Me, right? Oh, yeah. God. Answer. Okay. The I redact my statement about maybe applying to work on this. <laughs> we have to learn a little French. Uh, I just opened these. Manga series and games. So we've talked about this briefly in another podcast. The Black Lagoon author is uh, coming out with a new manga. Look Snow forward to White that. with the red hair. Um, Konosuba franchise gets a dungeon RPG for PS4 and PS Vita. Um, somebody else asked me to share this. I don't know what. Probably Augie. No, I think it might have been Otaku. So wasn't me, but I'm interested in playing it. Hopefully, Actually, yeah. there'll be a level cap in it, but... It might actually be pretty decent. But will we get past the first world town in this game? <laughs> I I finished... Oh, you're talking about him finishing the manga. I was going to say, I finished Black Lagoon not too long ago. <laughs> Are you talking about the chat or me? The chat. Um, 
Dons and Konosuba, they technically never leave the first starting town, AC, so. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I, I haven't watched Konosuba, so. I wish it would hurry up and get released. I'm kind of surprised no one's. Oh, nope. this was the article I meant to read before doing this, but didn't. Uh, this is pretty short. Okay. New Sony censorship policy is forcing Japanese developers to censor themselves even in Japan. Word, I forget so. who was saying this, but essentially they censor all. They're removing like a ton of the visual novels in the Sony, like on the PS4, and any that are still going up or whatever, they're not allowed to say it's censored. Oh, really? Yeah. Sounds pretty terrible. Though yeah. I'd probably play on PC Master Race anyway. So let me uh, let me go ahead and read this. A new policy from Sony Interactive Entertainment is forcing Japanese developers to censor games in not only Western regions, but now even in their home country. Japanese developer Light... Light. Jap Light? Why is it lowercase? Is this supposed to be the name of the developer? I don't think it matters. Japanese developer Light recently held a live broadcast via Hachima where they confirmed Sony's new and aggressive policy against sexual themes and seemingly only Japanese-made games is actually preventing them from releasing their latest visual novel. Note, the following lines are translations of the source, which is a transcript of the live broadcast. Okay, so um, regarding this real quick, what they said about seemingly only Japanese-made games, this is obviously a reference to stuff we've talked about before, about how AAA titles in the West, like um, The Witcher, even God of War, uh, all, all those games have like explicit graphic um, nudity and whatnot in it, you know, and and obvious actual scenes of sexual relations, whether they be explicit to the like pornographic level or not, you know, obviously you're watching a character do something, you know, kind of thing. Um, and, but those seem to not be hitting any sort of censorship. Like those, are, there's no problem with that, but when it comes to the Japanese games, um, they're getting a problem. So here's the translation here. The game Silverio Trinity is their latest visual novel opus, and it has sexual themes in it. Developer Light noted that Sony is getting strict with their approval process, especially regarding sexual themes. The developer noted uh, they were hoping to release the game for PlayStation 4 soon after New Year's as development on the game is complete. However, Sony has been reluctant to approve the game. Furthermore, Sony is confusingly asking Japanese developers to plead their approval only in English making the process even more difficult for developers whose staff only speak or write in Japanese. That's ridiculous. Wow, so that's... so what that sounds like to me, so first of all, Sony is a Japanese company, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. But it, yes. it sounds to me like Sony was a Japanese company that grew in power in the U.S., like in terms of like they had a U.S. branch, Sonic and the U.S. branch but... seems to have taken over Japanese production stuff because the u.s market is so much bigger the, the western market is so much bigger than the japanese market that it just seems like certain games things like the playstation probably sold a lot more playstations over here than over in japan uh to the point now where they have they've outgrown their japanese counterpart to where they're calling the shots is what it seems like to me yeah so anyway the developer, go ahead continue continue 
The developer noted if they were to release the game for Windows PC via Steam, they could release it next week. While the Western releases of Japanese games with sexual content have been censored for decades, this is the first time we're hearing of a platform holder forcing Japanese developers to censor their game for release in their home country. This is kind of ridiculous. This new policy from Sony forced publisher P-Cube to cancel the Western release for Omega Labyrinth Z, as well as Marvelous to remove a reoccurring feature from the latest Sin Kagura game, which we talked about in the last podcast, I believe. Um, Another Japanese, uh, pardon, other Japanese games uh, have been censored for release in Japan as well, like the PlayStation 4 version of another adult visual novel, Nora, Princess, and Stray Cat, while the PC, PS Vita, and Switch versions were released entirely uncensored. The PS4 version has a giant white censor streaks over the anime girl's naughty bits. Western-made games with gratuitous sexual themes like Red Dead Redemption or Sony's various David Cage games. What is David Cage? Uh, uh, Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human. Uh, whatever that other one was. Oh, boring. Not they're, really. They're essentially visual novels except cinematic cutscenes. In visual novels with on. What are those called? The on-screen action commands where you have to like press X. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> Indigo Prophecy is another one. I hate, hate those. Quick time yeah, events. That, yeah, quick time events. That's literally the reason why Silent Hill is better than Resident Evil for me. Good night, um, Lisconsin. Good luck on your homework and happy birthday, AC. All right, man. Uh, take it easy, Lishansky. Uh, how do you feel about Sony's new aggressive policy against Japanese games with sexualized anime girls? Sounds off. Sound off in the comments below. Do you guys want to see what anybody uh, somebody says? And then these look. My comment is: Do they not care about the local sales in their own country? That in well, your that's, that's the thing. That, form, so why? Oh, that's the thing. Is that it? Sounds that was also good. That was also another draw. Like when we were in high school to import PlayStation, like PlayStation games in Japan, is to bring them over here just so we can have uncensored or fully audio, et cetera, et cetera. So you take this, so now you're over-censoring them. What's the point? It's you hard enough need to the Japanese unless it's sports. So this sorry, is, what FTD I was saying you basically need the Japanese PC version or whatever if, we, yeah. if you want the ultimate experience. What's going this, on, AC? This seems to me like... Um, you guys know how Google... Uh, they have this thing where they have like a shuttle service for their employees. They do their employees laundry, cook their meals. They, they have this thing where they take care of all the mundane tasks for their employees so that their employees can focus on work. Right. Um, yep. So that they can just focus on innovation and, and production and whatnot. It almost seems to me like, because sales in Japan are so insignificant in the grand scheme of things, they're trying to force the developers to produce games with the mindset of don't even bother making the uncensored version. The audience that we want you to target is the Western audience where most of the money is. So don't even, don't even waste resources making the uncensored version, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, that kind of seems like that's what they're doing, even though it would, 
you're going to see a decline in sales in Japan until eventually, um, you know, people go to the competitor of people that are not concerned about the Western audience. More, uh, let's say, um, indie game sort of titles. Uh, that's that's kind of what it seems like to me. This is very bizarre. It's, it seems bizarre that Sony would be doing this. Um, but uh, this is, you know, this is what happens when you open up to the world market. This might seem extreme, but just like how our television focuses this way because of licenses and stuff, I really don't want the video game industry to go sports heavy because you can have technically it's all sense all censored material that you can just get away with. I'm echoing somehow. Uh, Not to me. Okay. Um, yeah, I just don't want that market to kind of overtopple something that we already have right now. Like, we want more Red Dead Redemptions. We want more Center and Cogras and other different genres. But who knows? If the video game market leaves Japan, where you technically have have a small to, small economy of people to actually be artisans in this craft where doing it in America, either it be you do sports video games or you starve until you see a profit that you may or may not see. So Lance says, but Western censorship is going to be a heavy detriment to the anime market. Um, so this goes back to the discussion we had of sort of that whole Gamergate fiasco. Um, but, uh, how, like, for instance, we've got people who want to control all these different markets, right? And what happened with the new Red Dead Redemption apparently is that, um, yeah, <laughs> JT Master says Red Dead Regren Regrension, quoting Augie. <laughs> I'm, uh, pretty, I'm pretty sure you pronounced it right. <laughs> oh, he pronounced it wrong. Anyway, um, but uh, regarding regarding the new Red Dead Redemption, um, is the new Red Dead Redemption called Red Dead Redemption 2? Yeah, pretty yeah. sure. Because Red Dead Redemption was already the sequel to Red Dead Revolver. <laughs> right, everyone's said that, all okay. everything. Anyway, but in the new Red Dead Redemption, um, YouTube channels, YouTube Let's Players who play the game and beat up the suffragettes, the, the female like That's feminists like that at the time, guy, they, Brad. They, they're getting their channels um, taken down over it, you know? So regarding well, it, this... It came back up after review. It did? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but, but what I'm getting at here is that um, again, you have a powerful lobby that wants to control um, the market. And it does seem like that is affecting, I mean, it's gotten into comics, it's gotten into games, um, and, and anime is the next step, you know? So to Lance's question or his statement about Western censorship being a heavy detriment to the anime market, like, yeah, I mean, anime already ha has changed quite a bit from what we used to see in like the eighties and nineties, a, a huge amount, right? Is Sony the reason that we have Sugumo coming out not fully uncensored. Sorry, say that again. Sony, the reason that Sugumamo isn't fully uncensored over here, because uh, they're. I have no idea. I'm <laughs> not familiar with the title. Yes, you are. I think you bought it, or at least I did for a pickup. Oh anyway. yeah, uh, I'm not sure. 
sure what happened there. That might just be one of those. It might be what you're say, saying, or it might be one of those. We want locals, the whole importation avoidance. Uh, Are you sure the first Red Dead takes place in 1911? I don't know. Never played it. I'm talking to the chat. <laughs> I think the guy looks like Clint Eastwood. On purpose, yeah. yeah. That was the po- the point. You anyway. have Suguma Malaki. Someone <laughs> gave it to you. Yes, yes, I have it right here. Like, I don't think it's about the reverse importation oh. thing. So you're referring... Think... Okay, okay, I get it. So they're talking about the... I remember now. The anime Suguma Mo had a censored physical release. Is that what we're talking about? Right, yeah. And they're questioning... Because, right, because this goes back to Sony now Sony. having majority stock in Funimation. Right. Right. Okay. Oh, because the 1911 Colt is in the game? Is that what? <laughs> wow, it's the first year the Colt came out. <laughs> no, well, the 1911 Colt is a is a pretty iconic um, handgun. I know. Anyway, I'm just saying. Um, so, re- anyway, regardless, uh, that's a good question regarding Sugumomo. Um I don't know. I have to. Uh, I have to look into that. But it does seem. It does seem like it's not really a good uh, direction things are going in. The, yeah. the thing is, though, that that ultimately the people who control the market are the consumers, right? Yeah. So what, what if you all... decide not to buy censored copies of things, then they won't. They won't release them anymore. You know what Problem I mean? Problem is, to go was dirt cheap like a couple months ago. So yes, but it's not fresh off the print. They're trying yeah, to get rid um, of stock. Yeah, no, exactly. it was pretty fresh. The, okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to get back to another article. Yep. So, uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver, the prototype game code uh, got leaked, and people found out that a bunch of prototype Pokemon were... Um, see, like fifth gen or something? Okay, so you were talking about... I thought you were talking about Red Dead Revolver. Because I own Red Dead Revolver, and I've played it, and I'm like, this does not feel like 1911. Um, but, yeah, anyway. Um, so, they have a bunch of prototype Pokemon that never actually got into the game, uh, including... should be able to find them by looking for the ones that don't have some on... Actually, I think I can't is this which leading is. to it was released on like the latest gen? No, no, no. There are Pokemon in here that haven't that are not in any of the games. Okay, so uh, this was the original um, Cind- or, is it Cyndaquil? Pikachu. What's his oh. name? It is Cyndaquil, probably. But yeah. it looks so like these they were... just took Pikachu and made it fiery. These were the original designs that they were going with. Uh, it looks too much like Growlithe. Um, yeah, it looks like. But they they swapped them out, obviously, for another. Oh, for... Like Pikachu, then Growlithe, then kind of like a fluffy Ninetales. Right. Yeah. So so these were these were the beta um, tests. They actually had names and everything um, for them, and then there was this uh, fiery uh, Vulpix type character. This weirdo. Uh, and then they have the the original design for Pichu was kind of a nightmare. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the Clefairy, the Clefairy one. That one kind of makes more sense. Look at the Iggly. <laughs> uh, 
And then uh, there was a pre-evolved form of Meowth, which is the one I'm looking for right now. Oh, and then uh, Girafferig had a, a very different... Oh, uh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know why people are surprised about that when they had Pokemon cards that were like that. Yeah. There's here's the, the, here's the Meowth. This is the, the pre-evolved form of Meowth that never got into any of the games. It's like so a I, dead Meowth. He's just sleeping. So anyway, if you guys want to check it out, um, oh. you can you can look at it in the link that I provided on the uh, thing. I just scrolled down from the original link and clicked on the Pokemon one. If you guys want to look through some of the other ones, I just wanted to share that because I thought it was interesting. Um, and in release news... Release news, 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 news. Dropkick on my devil staff. Anime needs to sell 500 more boxes. For second season. For a second yep. season. Boxes. Now, I, I read this as 500 more sets originally. But maybe maybe they want... Maybe they have entire cases. Like 100 sets. Have they sold box, any? You know? No. Uh, they need to... Th so, yes. They sold so, about so 1,500. They sold... They sold um, the anime's Blu-ray disc and DVD box sets have sold a combined 1,500 copies towards... Okay, so so they when they say boxes, they mean they just need to sell a copy. Um, 500 more copies to get to a total of 2,000 to guarantee the second season. Which sounds kind of ridiculous, doesn't it? Like, when you think about yeah. people who actually buy stuff, it seems like 2,000 is such a ridiculously low number. Well, think but of the population density <laughs> compared to the U.S. or Japan. <laughs> Well, be, for certain shows, they're they're going to be dedicated fans in Japan that are going to get they're going to have a lot. But um, when I'm thinking of the, the fact that the uh, uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes hasn't even sold like half their stock yet, um, right. is there still a way to check and see how much they have in stock of that? Besides, uh, you just, eventually we run out. It's probably covered up already. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that they've covered it up. If if anybody finds out, I I want to make a video about that called the worst release ever <laughs> and just go over how awful they were with the transparency and how they every chance they got you know they tried to uh cover stuff up um masaki yuasa's lou over the wall anime film has a uh, home video release coming from uh, shout factory slash g kids so uh i don't read the date february 5th digital Coming to Blu-ray, DVD, DVD, and digital download February 5th. So next year. Not surprised. No, no. Continue. Okay. Well, Isekai, Isekaya uh, anime reached the 300 pre-order goal we talked about in the previous podcast. Oh, uh, in, now. in order to green light the Blu-ray release. So uh, this again is for the Japanese release, though. And Augie, you want to talk about this at all? Yes. So, uh, so for this, Discotech has a catalog section. When they start going around the the end of spring to fall, they they don't keep this updated because they're going to conventions. They're working on different titles, trying to work on deals to get other titles, and this just kind of stays abandoned. So their their website doesn't seem like they need an. This is Discotech's mascot, which you may you may have seen before on some of their very old titles. Uh, the website looks about as old as the design for their mascot. 
Yeah, if you scroll to the bottom though, like before you hit the sold out, it's it kind of starts being chronological, newest to oldest. But when you look at like towards the end of the DVDs, it's a little off because you have some newer stuff down at the bottom of the older stuff. But oh yeah, like this one. Yeah, I think this is alphabetical here because it's you. Yeah, but you have that there, but Barefoot Gen's like up there. Which it makes sense for the Barefoot Gen to there because it is alphabetical. Like I think alphabetical, like you yeah, said. Because right? it goes B, C, C, and then Photon. Well, <laughs> because oh, this is probably under I for like, idiot. Right. What I would suggest for a better customization is have an option being chronological or have an option being alphabetical depending on how you want to look at it but i don't control the site code so they kind of have to deal with what they want to do jt master mentioned that uh he recently entered a voice acting contest that chuck huber runs and he works with studios to give the winner a chance to voice in a show the winner for this one goes to sentai and you you get to record an hour or so of a character contest is separated into three rounds I'll know if I go to round two no later than Sunday. All right, man. Well, good luck. There you go. Um, I have actually heard his uh, voice acting reel, and he's pretty darn good. So, Oh, um, he's freaking great as uh, what's his name in Sergeant Frog, the Yellow Frog. The uh, Yellow Frog. Yeah. Are you talking Kuru? about Chuck, Chuck Huber or JT Master? Chuck Huber. Yeah, I'm talking about JT Master. Oh, I and his voice acting. He's real. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, so uh, yeah, I I'm appreciate gonna... that they haven't oh, Black Friday starts now. What? Black Friday still starts now from oh. uh, Sentai Filmworks. Oh, Sentai? Because I I recently realized that the reason I didn't know that they had a uh, that the Rika version of Chunibyo was out is because they didn't make a um, special edition for it. I was waiting for that. I'm pulling up the right stuff. Uh, not new releases. I want pre-orders, right? Right. Pre-orders. Just I go to the tab that says pre-order. I'm on it. But yeah, that, that site Discotech has, I appreciate they have the out-of-print section because you can say, see, what do yeah. I not have? Yeah. I'm confused why they already have DNA Angel of print like years ago. Yeah, you'd think that they would be able to reprint that or at least do the whole SD to Blu-ray type of release. but That case was terrible for their complete collection. I hated it. That's why I never bought it. 180V or Discotech for that one? Complete collection of what? Discotech. DNA Angel, I believe. That show was terrible, so... I've heard mixed things. I've heard people enjoy the show, but rather have the manga ending. I've heard people say, just read the manga instead of watch the show. And I heard vice versa that I don't know. I just need to watch the show myself. My problem with that show is that it led you on that. He liked this girl a, but like three quarters of the way through, it's like, Oh, girl B. No, I think it was that main character. And it's partially because of the English voice. That is the most beta male character I've ever seen in a show. That that English voice when I first heard it for the guy, I was like, "What the hell?" And yeah. that's like one of his yeah. lonely roles ever, probably for a reason. Is, is the blue hair the main character? No, or the red, the red hair. hair. Red hair is. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, at least. Uh, okay, I'm gonna 
God damn it. What, the Love Live? No, that's that's a part two. So no. your season one's safe. Yeah, but season two limited edition, there's no oh. limited edition for season one. Well, well, no, it fits in the box, Brad, probably. Well, we're about to find out. Okay, so I'm clicking on these at random because nobody's talking about them. So I'm just going to open them all Wait. up. Okay, oh, you got a lot of uh, reissues. Season one essentials for Dagashi Kashi. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. You just released season two. Keep going. Yeah, I'm not going to bother. Freeze, Chief. Freeze easier to get. Are they, are they, uh, they're re releasing free before Crunchyroll takes it away. Card Cat Sucker. Card. Does this come with clear card prologue or as I call it Beyblade. original epilogue? We'll have to see. Yeah, we got more Beyblade. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, they're like pumping those out. They got good, two. Good. Yeah, I see, think I, I think WTK just mentioned that on Twitter that Beyblade is Beyblade Burst Evolution is now streaming on Netflix. Oh. Which might might be a ref, might be for the Japanese Netflix. Get that now. Kino's journey. We're here. Yeah. The Street Fighter with Sony Chiba. There you go. That's live action, I think, right? He used to rerun that on FX all the time. That was awesome, especially if you somehow didn't go to school that day for sickly reasons. Really cool, 38 bucks because they want to milk the show until season two comes out. Space Runaway Edeon. Parasite finally got a complete Blu-ray. Got Showbitch. I don't want to need to reorder to cancel it on me. I don't understand that name title. <laughs> Which Sound one? You, I yeah, my show. girlfriend is Showbitch. And I think we're caught up. Yeah. Why is why is bitch written with a uh, banana? <laughs> it's a hot pepper. So regarding uh, this is a conversation I had with Augie and FDM, um off podcast regarding me not. My my statement regarding Gundam um, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt uh, Bandit Flower not having a DVD is that I specifically bought the DVD version of December Sky because all of my um, collection of, of Gundam is is DVD hype. So I was trying to maintain it as long as I could. But now um, Bandit Flower doesn't have a DVD. So I have to rebuy uh, December Sky in Blu-ray. Okay, so we're caught up here. Yeah. All right. Luck and logic. This I looks. I need good. to get that. That's something I've been. This doesn't look like an interesting show to me. It is a cover, after all. Something I'm yeah. curious about. Well, I'm definitely not buying this one with the freaking essentials band. With the reversible. I don't care if it's reversible. I'm not going to reward uh, their behavior. No. So oh, it looks like spine looks. It looks like a encyclopedia or dictionary just being hard binded. It'd be nice if I could fit the rest of Love Live in there. Yeah, that would be nice too. Or if they just re-released that in general. Remember? Yeah, remember? Just remember when? When uh, Animago was nice enough to do that for the Urusa Yatsura movie. Oh yeah, I only watched that one, by the way. Hina Logic. But wait, did it say fit seasons uh, one? This is luck and well, it, it didn't, yeah, but I'm going to assume it did. I mean, what else are they going to put in this stupid thing? I don't know. Pom poms. Yeah. A 40 page house. art book and nine art cards. Okay, here. Right. Bridget Box with Room to House Season One. Cool. Yep. Good. 
Add to wish list. I'm not logged in. I did not expect that to get a limited edition. Me either. We need to we need to make time to do that series as a watch club so that Love I can find Oh, Love Life. Yeah, so I can find yeah, that. Love Life like super popular. Yeah, and I haven't seen it, so I feel out of oh. the loop. Have you seen K-On? Nope. Well, I mean, I started it, but I didn't get very far. It's kind of a blend of Girls in Panzer and K-On, in my opinion, just without the violence. I hear it that um, AKB0048 was the other studio's uh, competition to it, and that was so god-awful that I can't even believe Love Live is so popular. <laughs> I think it was... Was it Satellite that did that one? I don't know, but it looks it looks so bad, and it's got awful CG dancing in it. Am I the only one that likes it because of the absurd plot? The, the plot is the dumbest thing ever. Like I just cringe watching it. So what's this one about? Token Ronbu Han It looks Han like Han an me. Okay. It's weird, though, because Aniplex also has a Token Ronbu series, but it's like it doesn't seem like a slice of life Otome thing. It, the other one seems like a serious action, whatever. I this think is it's departing, departing on a year long journey to become stronger. Yamato no Kami, uh, Yasu Sara leaves the Citadel, parting ways with his partner Blade. His, okay, so he, he's leaving behind his sword that has a name is what I'm going to guess that means. Um, but there's no sh shortage of happy days for the sword wearers. His numbers are only increasing. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. It, it doesn't, it doesn't seem interesting, but I mean, no. the art style is not gripping at all to me. Okay. Moving on. This one is hilarious. It oh looks really, really Good. I feel like I've seen this uh, character designer do something else recently. So pretty much the two trap pull pranks on each other. Each other this, seem, this seems like a uh, um, a very similar style of show to um, Seki-kun. Tonari no Seki-kun. My neighbor Seki. Maybe the, one, the master of killing time. I know what you're talking about. Oh no, no! If if any, to me the the, the comedy delivery is more like Psyche Coon, just without the psychic powers. I haven't watched that yet. I do own that. I just haven't watched it yet. I, I watched this. This is watchable. So regarding Kon, I don't. I'm not saying I dislike the show. I just I started watching it and haven't come back to it. Fair enough. Stride. Boy, is it me or are sports anime is really taking a comeback on Well, uh, guess what's happening? No, no, this is a re-release. It's a re-release, but uh, guess who's hosting the next Olympics? Japan? Yeah. Guess where they're having it at. Japan? It's going to be the same time as Comic Cat in the same area. I think oh, Akihabara? Uh I guess. I'm not sure where Comic Cat takes place then. All right. Dakashi Kashi. So if really? you wanted a version with horrible art compared to the original one. It's all okay. <laughs> so here's Clear Card. I want to know if it comes with Clear Card Prologue. Yep. 
Yep. It comes with it. All right, so that means I'm going to have to buy this. <laughs> well, you didn't want it anyway. Oh, well, I'm going to have to buy it too because I got the rest of the series. So yeah, well, I I have not bought the Blu-rays for any of the other Card Captor uh, series, so I'm going to need to get caught up on that. I just don't have the cash. Any of uh, the other Card Captor series? How many are there? Well, I meant I don't have any of the other releases uh, on Blu-ray. I have all the DVD versions of it. I just don't have the TV series and the two movies. And the movie, I don't have anything of it on Blu-ray. Is that is that an easy way to say it? I don't have a Blu-ray version of any of the show. And now I'm going to have to start getting Blu-ray so that this looks less lonely. Um. Yeah. Anyway, the literally the only reason I even released this video is because we referenced it in every other first impressions we did at that anime expo. Kino's Journey, standard definition on Blu-ray from from ADV. <laughs> I know, they just literally keep it alive for El Lead, Kino's Journey. But yeah, like I said before, you have a nice profile next to the Blu-ray of Season yeah. 2 or whatever you want to call it. Is this Section 23 that's releasing it with the ADV title logo on it? Yes, I think I read on section section twenty three is the comp is the parent company that ADV uh, Sentai turned into. Japan. So maybe section so maybe section twenty three. Um, maybe they existed before, but we never really thought about them because they only really had but, ADV. Well, section twenty three controls all Sentai right. main Japan and stuff. It's just I read on Wikipedia for. So ADV shut down, but they reopened their doors exclusively yeah. to release to the Blu-ray. release that, that Elfin lead, yeah. Yeah, and now they're just opening themselves back up for other releases, I guess, for Kino's Journey. And I don't know how much I trust that Wikipedia entry, because that just seems so bizarre. It just seems like somebody wrote that I, on there. I feel like they just didn't want to rebrand it, or because they already established it with ADV, they were like, you know what, we have the money, so let's just do it through ADV already. I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> Lance says that you need to see at Splitting Anime the best anime rap ever made. <laughs> I thought I thought that would be a Zombie Land saga right now. Okay, <laughs> can I just say how much I love this picture here? Just how the how the fist infuses with the skull. It looks like he's punching his own ass. I was going to say, it looks like, like he's, he looks like he's the guy. fisting himself. Pants <laughs> don't make sense on him from this angle. I think they're just off high. It's like he's living and the rest of his body is just a still bust. Well, none of this makes sense at all. Like, why is this guy... Is he, is he holding a gun? He, uh, a gun? Maybe. Yeah, that's what looks like to be a gun because he's holding the handle. The, the skull barely lines up. With he looks like he's killing the Joker. First of all, this this looks amazing. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I like this the is, this is an, an actual Blu-ray too. It's not a uh, SD Blu-ray. It's from Shout Factory. So, and this is not related at all to the Street Fighter video game. Can I, can I just whet your appetite with this guy right here? <laughs> that looks like a thin Jack Black with a mustache. 
All right, I think I love this. I, I'm yeah. gonna pre-order that. <laughs> there you uh, go. And then Edeon and my girlfriend is show bitch hey, with Hey, you just glanced over that. Edeon. Have we not little... have yeah. we not talked about this like a billion times? Well, for the oh. iTunes viewers and a quick wrap up, they were going to release Eidolon in December. They discovered oh, right. SD Blu-ray. And now it's yeah. full. They want to upgrade Blu-ray, so yeah. they canceled all orders and released this with the upgraded yeah. stuff, which is a waste of time for me because all they could have done was just upgrade the listing and not cancel my pre-order, which would have been fifteen dollars cheaper than what they're selling it for. I was well. The yeah, thing is, because it was SD Blu-ray, they need to charge you more. They need more. Yeah, JT, Master, JT Master likes the way you pronounce uh, Idion. Eidolon. <laughs> There's no L in there. <laughs> I think he um, said that. Idion. Idion. Anyway, um, I think that's appropriate the way they handled it because they, they need to charge more for it in order for them to justify the cost of re- uh, authoring everything with the new masters and everything, so makes perfect sense the way that like they did people it. don't want a mystery charge that's slightly more yeah, than they remember. Cool. Like if if you if you budget your stuff to only pay you know thirty bucks or whatever that month, and then it turns out you got charged forty five or whatever, I think you'd be upset. Yeah. Ooh, JT Masters. Oh no, he's talking about his dad. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was calling you. <laughs> anyway, my girlfriend is show bitch. Um, it has a weird title. What a well, what a great uh, cover here with them all around a on banana. their knees around around an uh, unpeeled banana. I think I have to watch it because of that. Yeah, I'm gonna try and watch it more at this anime club that I go to, but it doesn't get voted in, so it might be drop dropping off the list soon, which is fine because that means I can get this. And what do we have? We got some random merch news. Random so merch. I, I'm being a lot more uh, selective with these, as you guys have probably noticed. Problem is, our watch time is tanking on the on the channel. Um, but uh, I had to share this one. Because who doesn't want a tea kettle uh, in the shape of a Zaku? <laughs> Actually, that'd be pretty cool. Wow! <laughs> You'd think they would do something like that with Star Wars, but I think Gundam beat them first to this. Maybe. Are you guys ready for the greatest uh, pillow you've ever seen in your life? There you go. <laughs> My wife actually asked me to buy one of these. <laughs> if you have a cat, that's going to be its new bed. <laughs> They're only eighty dollars. That's. Yeah, it could be worse. Yeah. I mean, shipping is probably even more. It probably costs you like 110 by the time you get to yeah, the checkout. Um, anyway, so here is the MISC news. This image might not actually uh, exist anymore. I don't know. Okay. So I don't know if this is real. Um, I saw this on the anime subreddit. Domino's has a new, uh, a new advert. Domino's Pizza. Um, Obviously, a reference to Akira. Uh, oh, so, so did Akira image? Say what? So that's an officially used image. I, I don't know. I just said I'm not sure if this is if this is official or not. But um, 
But did Acura just have a, um, a anniversary or something? Because I, as right after I saw this, I saw a bunch of other Acura um, themed, like of this poster, but with another, a different. I another manga box coming out for it. Why they completed it with the first one? Question mark. I don't know. Maybe they want to make it more compact. I would rather have the hard binding if it was me. That way, you slap someone, it hurts more. But yeah. Also, last minute update. So on the new releases, that Sh Samurai Shampoo Classics Edition. I realize now that if you buy that, you don't get the Cancer Anime Classic spine that the previous one had. I don't know. That's just a note. All right. Dragon Ball Z composer elected to Texas State Senate. Um, so this is interesting until you realize that it's Nathan Johnson and not Bruce Faulkner. Yeah. And then you don't care anymore. Moving on. Which one was the one sued for copying Stradivarius' albums? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not sure either. Um, I did see that one, actually, JT Master, the Ruby one with... Um, Yang and her bike. So uh, Otakazu asked me to share this one. Or no, Lee Shonsky at the last minute asked me to share this one. Lost Disney film showing Mickey Mouse's predecessor was found in Japan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Lance is saying Bruce Faulkner, but he's saying Flakner. Um, anyway, uh, Tokyo. Uh, let's see. When Yasushi Watanabe bought a cartoon film decades ago as a high school student in the Japanese city of Osaka. He had no idea he was purchasing animation history. Uh, to answer this question real quick from Kaze Ninjetti, uh, I am going to assume it, they're trying to, because of the problems with part one, with the banding issues that the Japanese Blu-rays didn't have, I'm going to assume they're trying to uh, negotiate better masters Instead oh, of the actually, ones. actually, we missed we two. We missed two because ReZero does have a date now. It says February fifth on okay. com. and Ace Attorney has a complete season one collection coming. But that's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so um, but the modest reel he bought for just five hundred yen, uh, which is only you know four dollars and forty cents in today's money has been revealed as a rare lost cartoon produced by Walt Disney featuring a character that led to the creation of Mickey Mouse. That, well, who knows. Technically, Ub Iwerks created Mickey Mouse, so... I'm kind of surprised uh, the film been kept that well, because technically you would need like some sort of lacquer that's kind of like a... Uh, some sort of kerosene base to keep up older reels like that. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it's it's holding up too good. <laughs> I mean, it looks rotted in the middle, but the other set on that one picture, but all the other ones kind of look decent. Anyway, I lost which one I was on. Here we go. Uh, the discovery was reported by Japan's Asahi Shimon Daily, which Watanabe contacted after reading a book about the history of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Uh, the character Disney created in the 1920s. Uh, while Disney created the character complete with oversized ears and a button nose, he lost the rights to another company, prompting him to develop a new cartoon figure, uh, Mickey Mouse. The book said seven of the 26 short films featuring Oswald that Walt Disney produced were missing. And Walt remembered his childhood reel. It was labeled in Japanese Mickey Manga Spy. 
Speedy? Spidey? Spidey. Spidey. <laughs> Mickey Spidey cartoon. Mouse. Spidey Mouse. <laughs> Lisa around like a common mouse. Uh, and featured a, a dog policeman on a motorbike chasing Oswald and girlfriend's car. Anyway, so that's kind of interesting. Um, I don't, I'm not going to bother reading much more of this, but uh, what a what an interesting thing that it ended up in Osaka and uh, purchased <laughs> yeah. by some guy for four bucks. <laughs> um, so I, I want to catch up on this chat though. Uh, JTMS says I thought that's what quality control people were for. I just what answered quality it in control. The chat. <laughs> what quality control have they ever had at Funimation? Did you get it? Yeah, go with it. Go, go, go. What? I'm, I'm saying it seems like it's a rush job with a lot of these releases sometimes. Uh, they're just, they're such a big company now. They don't even bother with it. They It's cheaper, it seems like, to deal with the fallout than to actually pay somebody to look at all the stuff they make. 35-year-old otaku throws a U.S. $17,700 wedding ceremony in Tokyo so he can marry his 2D crush. It seems to be a common thing in Japanese news. I mean, if it makes so them feel common great, that I'm surprised they're still writing articles about these. Yeah. That's true. But imagine what you can do with $17,000. Yeah, seriously. No no real otaku spends that money on a on a wedding. That goes to your your other hobbies. <laughs> yeah. Over 3 dozen guests uh, enabled his bad decision. I'm sorry, attended the ceremony and reception where groom and Hatsune Miku, oh man, he had to spend that cash so nobody else can marry Hatsune Miku. It's like, well, hold I'm up. Do it There's free. something wrong with these records. It says here, Hatsune Miku is already married. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> this already might be married to 50 others. I wonder. I wonder if he had to go to the uh, to the production uh, studio of Hatsune Miku to get uh, their permission. Like, I'd like to marry your daughter. I mean, your your fictional two D character. <laughs> oh man. I feel sad for the human race. <laughs> Author breaks down economics of anime. Tells us exactly what Sailor Moon's house is worth. How much are these classic anime families earning to afford their family households? In today's economy, it's getting tougher and tougher for young people to grab themselves a, a rung on the housing ladder. Uh, I need to stop reading the chat while <laughs> in the middle of also reading something else. Um, to grab themselves a rung on the housing ladder. Unless they make use of special discount offers or are willing to live in increasingly tiny, efficient constructions. Uh, houses are just too expensive an investment for many young people, and not everyone has a rare collection of Yu-Gi-Oh cards to sell to fund one. Great job at including another article in, the, in that sentence there. Uh, light novel author Sow, S-O-W, I don't know who this is, who has written scenarios and light novels for, um, for properties including Square Enix Bravely Default, decided to investigate some of the family, uh, some of the familiar houses from childhood anime to see how much they go for on today's market, with some hilarious and eye-opening results. The value of the so-called average house changes with the times, like in the case of the Isono family. To afford a detached house capable of housing two families located in the Setagawa, 
Setagaya Ward in Tokyo, even if you are factoring in the years since the property was built, you need about 150 million yen or $1,320,000 to purchase it in the modern market. Uh, that doesn't seem too outrageous considering, well, considering the average price of houses where I grew up, at least. <laughs> um, while the anime for Sazai-san started in 1969, the manga, it was based on started publication in the 1940s. No matter when their house was built, it's quite the purchase. All right, here's the stuff on Sailor Moon here. Moving on to the 70s, the ordinary house of that era was owned by the Nobi family, a two-story single house in, in the Narima ward of Tokyo, which is more affordable, 70 million yen, or only $615,912. Uh, still, that's roughly a mortgage of 20,000 yen a month. Nobida's dad must have a pretty good salary. Uh, before someone interrupts that to say, don't they rent that house? Rent for a house like this would probably be around. That's, that doesn't seem right. Rent in my area is more expensive than mortgages in my area, uh, considering the base price of the house. Yeah. Uh, so here's the one we want to know about. No vintage anime lineup would be complete without Sailor Moon. So let's look at the Tsukino household. They live in... Azabu Juban in Tokyo's Minato Ward in a stylish, modern, detached house. It even comes with a garden set, a, a garden attached. You'd expect to pay 4.500 million yen, or three million, almost four million dollars, for this beauty. How bourgeoisie! And Shin Chan. Oh yeah, this is an, a much more, <laughs> a much more uh, affordable one. And Tatami Galaxy. I don't see an actual one there. Anyway, that's interesting. Now, ironically, <laughs> Japan is giving away abandoned homes for free. So um, I, I'm just going to put this article in here. If you guys want to read it, I saw it right before we started the podcast. Um, I'm going to guess what they're actually giving away are abandoned homes, like the one pictured here. That they're sort of the thing is we're giving away homes for free to try to get people to fix them up and revitalize the area. Uh, there are places in Europe um, where they sell like islands off the coast for literally a dollar, but in purchasing it, you have to uphold like the, uh, um, the wildlife or something there. There's like some sort of stipulation, which is why they're selling them for so cheap. So anyway, um, kind of interesting. I mean, I wouldn't mind having views like this, even if my house was a piece of crap, but uh, obviously Obviously, I, I have a family and stuff that I, I would have to, you know, still have a good school and everything in the nearby areas. Couldn't couldn't do this. Um, but it's kind of an interesting, uh, kind of an interesting idea. Now, AC, yeah. you mentioned about 1.2 million to get to get a house in California. That would be typical of California. But for that for that housing price for in my my state of Alabama, you can afford like a luxurious mansion for that, like even uh, secure with it. I did say, I did clarify that it was for the area I grew up in, uh -huh. um, and, and that's the the value it is now. Like my my parents' house is worth more than a million now, but yeah. when they bought it or when they you know bought the started the mortgage, it wasn't anyway. So comic book legend Stan Lee died at ninety five. Um, to which I say, uh, finally, this is not a fake headline because I feel like I saw his, his death announced like every month 
for the last like 50 years, <laughs> you know, it just seems like uh, it was like the, the most, uh, what do you call that? Like fake uh, hoax article deaths ever. Um, so personally, uh, this doesn't really affect me, but I know that for a lot of people, Stanley was their, you know, a pretty significant hero to them growing up. Um, I think uh, Chris Hemsworth eh, Hemsworth is trying to get all the rest of the people who starred in the Marvel Universe or Marvel movie to come to his funeral dressed as the character. Who knows if that'll happen or not, but that's still some pretty awesome that does happen. Yeah. Well, but, oh, well his wife died like two years ago, so this was... Right. He's 95. Come on. It was going to happen. This isn't this is not surprising at all. Although I will say, for somebody who was 95, he was very spry, right? Um, He was he was not he didn't seem to have lost his faculties. He's still pretty active. Like he wasn't I mean, I don't know if he had a cane or anything, but he 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 didn't seem to be uh his age. You know, yeah, he seemed only, very young for his age. Only two things I feel bad for him was his financial crisis in the 80s to 90s until Blade happened. And uh, I think if either a few months or a year or two ago, he had this health care worker help them out, but it turns out he was kind of bullying them for their money, okay. which that got resolved. Well, if I were Stanley, I would have preferred to have died before Marvel Comics uh got or the, the comic industry in general got taken over but um moving on in other obituary news fred Patton passed away so um everybody that you know uh who's into vintage anime is probably acting like um they know who fred Patton is when in reality probably very few of them actually own this book and have read his uh reviews and stuff but um that's not to say he wasn't important to the anime um Community. I'm just saying that a lot of I see a lot of people talking about him that I would be very much doubtful have actually knew who he was before the headline. I forgot if that was the guy that caused a stir with me or not, but either way, rest in peace, happy journeys, and thank you for pioneering. Yeah. Um I've never read his review. I'm not really a review reader personally, but obviously uh it's it's sad that that uh, you know somebody who probably had a uh, I mean he worked at Streamline Pictures on titles Ranger Room Castle Cogly Oscar Dirty Pair Project Eden uh, and supposedly he is one of the major reasons why anime came over here I believe his first introduction to anime was uh, as a kid watching a Japanese or the Asian channel on TV and seeing an episode of riding the brave where a female character need the villain in the groin. And he said that he he called up all of his friends and and said, you won't believe what they get away with in cartoons in Japan. (laughs) Anyway. So uh, that's it for our news. Um, On to Aromanga sensei. Romanga Sensei. Find out if we're still monetized. <laughs> so some, some, uh, by some crazy fluke, we weren't demonetized when I started the podcast with the title that we have. <laughs> I just want to check real quick. Oh, dang it! Stupid vidIQ plugin. I thought you were about to say stupid vidIAs on my channel or something. 
The way Filthy that. Frank pronounces it. God damn. Oh yeah, we already monetized. <laughs> let me uh, let was... me see if I let me see if I can uh, repeal that now, or appeal it. Uh, Love Light Sunshine Season Two only has yes, uh, Lance. We we just went over that. The they only have one limited edition release, but the limited edition case is for um, is meant to house the season one set as well. Uh, hey, FD, um, real quick, can you show me a? Can you show me your copy of uh, Hayate Combat Butler, the complete Blu-ray, or whoever has it? You mean the, the you mean that complete Blu-ray I don't own? Oh yeah, yeah, that one. Okay, never mind. I have, right. I'm familiar with Zero, and the world godly knows. That's the ones you're probably talking about. Otakusou says, "Do a watch club for love." Let's. I feel like you guys weren't here for like the last ten minutes. <laughs> See, <you're laughs> I would love to. Let's find a time to do that. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, so I'll catch you guys later. Uh, so Aramanga Sensei, which I've got right here. Boom! From earlier. The shiny sticker. I just this realized was very different from what I was expecting. Um, what do you guys think of it? Very tame. Um, very tame from what I yeah. thought it would be. Same. I mean, I, it makes sense. Like, it's not a misleading title, but to an English speaker, I thought that Arrow Manga Sensei was going to be um, about actual Arrow Manga, not, not manga as in being erotic artist uh, Sensei, right? I, um, I thought it would be more lecherous than what I got, which I'm happy with what I got. I was entertained, but I don't know how you two feel about that. Guys, remember, we're saying our little quick recommendation thingy or whatever right. at the beginning. So um, I watched this with my wife. Uh, we both really enjoyed it. Um, and my daughter, who's only one, <laughs> she really enjoyed dancing to the uh, to the opening and ending themes. Oh, yeah. Claire's did the opening theme. Uh, for me, I'd recommend watching it, but uh, the pa buying this packaging is probably not the best thing. In my opinion. Sorry. You, sorry, say He's that saying the release sucks. Yeah, you, you had, had some problems with it. I yeah, I had it. problems with it. The subtitles were too fast. You start have the show start off in a light pastel and solid white subtitles with no back with no black backing, which surprisingly Crunchyroll has better, probably not translation, but a better quality to even watch this show. And so Hold on, I got, I've got to interrupt you. Otakus is asking a very important question. Who is yeah. best girl? Well, Who's best girl? Uh, oh, God. God. Chris is best girl. <laughs> um, I thought I character, although I liked Elf a lot more than I thought I was going to. And, and during during the show, I was shocked that the brown-haired girl, I think her name was Megumi or something. Had she, no development. She dis like I thought she was gonna be a lot more in the show. And then in the last episode, she showed up again. By the way, that line where she says, uh, I love dicks, I thought when that showed up on Twitter that that was, it was a fake. fake. Set. It was edited, right? <laughs> I thought that was fake. I had no idea that was a real line. I'm in the same boat, but it, that manga volume I got, volume one for Era Manga Sensei, it even says it in there. Except it's yeah. not plural. It's not plural for some reason. It's almost funnier when it's not plural. <laughs> kind of. I like the um, concept. 
Yeah, I was thinking about getting the manga just to see if um, that character was in it more. But then when she showed up in that last episode, I was like, I don't, I don't need to bother. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought that the character design for all the characters was really good. Um, the main guy looks like uh, if he had red hair, he'd look like Yuta from Gridman. He, uh, doesn't he though? I'm yeah, not that the hairstyle is the same exact probably. hair. Um, if he looked a little gloomy, he would also probably look like the main character from uh, <laughs> Lance. I love that. Why am I forever alone? Is the acronym or the initial, yeah, the acronym for waifu. <laughs> What's that show that they had to re release because it was censored? It's had the rich girl with the overbearing father that was very creepy, it was a zombie. So let me ask you a, a real okay. quick question. I have no idea what you're talking about, but um, you guys have seen Ori Emo? No, I but this is a clone, I hear, with in, an In the last mask. episode, I think the characters from Ori Emo showed up in... Uh, they did. It's the same author. And earlier, uh, the Neko girl was in the TV making a cameo. It's kind of very meta when they showed up at the last episode because they were kind I, of. I haven't, the... I haven't seen uh, Ori Emo. I was just guessing. When you say the Neko girl, uh, what are you the, talking about? The girl, the tall, the taller girl of the group with the long black hair. You okay, mean the one so with the cat ears? You're talking about the yes. Ori Emo. Okay. Exactly. Um, kind of strange that it went full meta, meta when they were talking at the end there, but oh well. Real quick, in case anybody's uh, in case anybody's um, curious as to why the podcast is named what it's named, in the last episode of Aramanga Sensei, um, after after what's, yeah. the main, what's the main character's name? I already forgot his name. Oh, uh, Masamune. After after Masamune um, releases his light novel titled. Uh, Something the sister. cutest little sister in the world. Um, after he released that, the the girl who runs the bookstore or whatever, she came by and delivered a uh, a dojin that had just gone on sale of that of his light novel characters, but it was based on the short story he did earlier. Um, but it's the same thing anyway. So he shows that, or it gets shown to uh, to Sagiri, and she draws a. Um, uh, a doujin titled uh, the Mo the world's most erotic little sister <laughs> or something like that uh, oh, yeah, and as soon like as i saw that i'm like yeah, that's going to be the name of the podcast <laughs> cuz last time last time our podcast was titled uh, the erotic sights are to blame in japanese and we got a japanese viewer <laughs> from tokyo uh, some kid joined the chat for a while. I'm surprised he uh, stuck around that long. Yeah, I was surprised too. I, I wanted to talk to him more, but I was I was trying to get through the articles. I, I was trying to get through them quickly so I could uh, start getting into a conversation, but it didn't happen. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, I, it was a different show than I was expecting. The uh, I the the best parts of it was Sagiri being perverted, right, and just yeah. like. Like straight up, straight up uh, assaulting the other girls. That was hilarious, uh, and I I was almost wishing there was more of that. The show the show came across that like it underplayed weirdly more its wholesome, title. 
more wholesome than I thought it was going to be. And the right. the gag where every time he referred to her as Aramanga Sensei, she said, "I don't know anybody That's, by that name." Yeah, that was that was great. Uh, I I know this show's supposed to ship the brother and stepsister together. Well, of course, I don't really buy that unless there's like a season or two more to develop it. Well, there's no oh, VA coming out in 2019. Right. So we have that coming. Uh, another part that I liked was with uh, Elf Yamada and her brother shows up. Yeah, her brother. Legolas. Her <laughs> yeah, that was uh, he. <laughs> I want to see. I felt like the show felt too short. Um, Definitely. I watched, yeah. I watched three episodes a day for the past four days to get through it. Um, and it felt like uh, it felt like we. How, how can I put this? It felt like the show wasn't fully developed. Like like ideas. It, it almost felt like there was between each three episodes, there was an episode missing between each episode. Like there was, they kept jumping. Like for instance, that character, I think her name was Megumi. She shows up and then disappears and shows up again at the very end of the series. Right. I felt the felt, exact same way. Yeah. It felt like, it's the, like the, yeah. they were missing stuff in, in the show. It was very bizarre. It felt like characters. To me, I didn't get the same feeling like I did with Mob Psycho with stuff being dropped, but to me, the pace for this show was like I sat down, watched it, and it was over. Yeah, like kind of. Well, Lance just uh, put a full katakana of <laughs> open chest anime podcast, uh, episode 39, and then the Japanese translation for the world's most erotic little si or podcast, not little sister. <laughs> Uh, very nice. <laughs> um, so I forgot what we were talking about. I'm on the Sentai sale right now. <laughs> I'm trying to see. There was something I was waiting for because uh, um, I never bought the Rika version of uh, Chinibio and I wanted to wait for a. I'm just going to check it real quick. So while you're doing that, I'll say my recommendation, which you guys it. didn't let me do. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I also enjoyed this, and I'd say give it a watch if you are expecting it to be as erotic as it sounds because you'll like Brad you'll probably be surprised at how it's not as erotic but um yeah it was kind of I don't know it, it's just the premise that is kind of like that grabs you and you're like okay I want to see where that goes yeah with and it was and, interesting it was an interesting premise that had a lot of heart and it had like they kept building the sentimental aspect of it as the series progressed, where you learn that they became step. What do you want to call it? They before step they were step. even before their parents even married, they were like having a meaningful relationship. Oh yeah, that's right. Via the internet, right? So it actually kind of like because it's 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 a weird thing because like this is I actually asked my parents this one time. Uh, um, years and years, like uh, when I had understood what the concept of incest was, because I don't have any um, sisters, <laughs> right? So I asked, like, what would happen if um, I if, incested? <laughs> I asked, what would happen if if somebody like a brother and uh, a two brothers met two sisters, but not at the, like together, like they were they coincidentally happened to meet and fall in love and get married to the same. Family. Somebody in the same family kind of thing. And my parents were like, I don't know. I, I I don't think technically there's anything, you know, 
Like, Wrong. it's not weird. And it's like, it's kind of the same situation here. It's like, yeah, the parents married, but they are step siblings and they technically met first, you know, online. And also, my wife called total bullshit on the fact that seven year old Sagiri had a cell phone. <laughs> Actually, um, you'd be surprised. There's kids that come into the store. I'm like, why do you have a phone? That's like more than you can afford well, to buy probably, candy. Those are probably um, paid for by their parents. Yeah. Well, no, but, they're they're probably like iPod touches or whatever. Not phones. no, no, they're phones. They don't okay. make iPod touches anymore, as far as I can tell. So real quick, okay, um, I'm, I'm on the Sentai. To... Hold on, I'm on the Sentai store. Oh, they have a great sell. I am so glad I waited because <laughs> I almost bought stuff yesterday. Nice and, uh, Sedonia it's, season two is 13 bucks. It's so All cheap. Right now. Like uh, a channel. A channel only has a uh, Blu-ray. Oh no, they do have a DVD. They have and the DVD is only $4.99. There are some series that don't have the DVD or the blue. No, I think just DVD and suck because they're toning that out. And what were the ones that, that went out of print recently? Inu X Boku, a channel, and Inu X Boku only has a Blu-ray, right? No, that's an older one. All the Animplex ones. It says it's temporarily out of out of. Uh, okay, so maybe it. Backordered. Like, that usually means it's not coming in. Yeah. Sorry. What's the last one? Um. I'll just send you the list of the Animplex expiries. Okay. Sorry, I just want to get this done before I forget to do it. Um, regarding the whole incest thing, what's funny for me, I have no interest in my siblings whatsoever. However, I have a distant cousin that ended up marrying his stepsister. <laughs> and at every family reunion, we give him hell. Duo says Ori Emo is better than... I haven't watched Ori Emo yet. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. Probably. Well, Ori Emo is just the same thing except the real siblings. <laughs> it, has an, it has another season to expand upon, so it, it better be good. <laughs> Actually, that's true. I just felt like, uh, like I said, the best part of uh, Aromanga Sensei, they like parceled out so sparingly, which was, again, Sagiri's extreme hilarious perversion. And also her mom. That was so great. Oh, at the that end was of hilarious. The same. <laughs> like I, they don't make me want to lick her panties. <laughs> Who told you to talk like that? You did. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well, so sure. It probably does duo. That's why it's probably good. I guess. Like I'm all for incest. If that's the narrative, don't get me wrong. So Lance also said, I have eight older sisters and I am not blood related to any of them. Hashtag adopted. The stepsister romance uh, anime make me realize that the, that anim that that anime trope is more unrelatable than the literal incest. <laughs> let me, let me explain as, as a professional siscon, I can tell you as someone who doesn't have a sister, I find the idea of having a sister really appealing problem is if i actually had one i wouldn't find it appealing that's okay so this is the uh, exact well, argument i made all the uh, siblings are useless <laughs> this is the exact argument i made regarding um regarding them trying to ban uh lollicon is the idea that people have the idea that everybody who who um consumes lollicon as a pedophile but you can't say that everybody who watches incest porn actually wants to bang a relative <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> I don't have a sister, so I have no idea what it's like having one. Like, you'd probably get annoyed at them or something. 
Oh, it was number six. That was the other one. That was the other. They're bad about tattling on every single thing under the sun. <laughs> oh, I just real quick want to mention how free was originally whatever discotech released and then it went over to Funimation for the second season that came back to Funimation and now it's probably going to go away from Funimation and the Cruncher will get with someone else to distribute so that's a really convoluted tree. Who knows? Only $9.99 for number six. I think that my wife actually wanted to see. I think my wife has already seen this. Well, you're almost oh. there, there AC. By any chance, can you get Outbreak Company while you're there? Ooh, I might get that. Because it's like, like all the DVD. I know we're talking about this and looking at the sale at the same time, but the DVDs <laughs> are like five dollars each. Yeah, that's five bucks. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out though. I don't I don't want to spend more than this. So what? 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 Okay, I'm, I'm gonna watch the see the sale after the podcast. So I'm gonna re. Uh, go back into what you were saying about how it felt like they were it, like it focused on some characters and then kind of went to the next. So yeah, I felt the exact same thing. I'm like, this feels weird because it like I'm watching these two episodes and it's like focused on this character, and then when yeah. it's the next set of episodes, you're like, oh, this character existed, I forgot, or something like that. I feel like they don't interweave the characters enough for it to feel cohesive as it should be it feels like like i don't know you get tunnel vision of the characters every t every time they're introduced or whatever and the thing is i was really looking forward to more sagiri uh development yeah. and i had a fear that it would fall short which it kind of did but um it feels it, like they well first of all this was a 2017 show is that correct Yes, it can easily get a second season. It seemed like it seemed like they were setting up for a second season that didn't happen. Or an yeah. OVA that's coming out next year. Yeah, like but the OVA is probably not going to do much. It could Hold be on. a re-zero one-hour OVA. I'm I'm done. Uh, I'm done on the Sentai sale. I'm just letting you guys know. Sorry, could they, this they be one of situations me. where they're waiting for the manga or light novel to go further? That was the most unbelievable sense. part of the whole show is how fast he writes. <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah, that was no, like... I just treated that as the fiction part. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so the thing about the premise... Actually, my, my comment on the incest is... <laughs> the way that I was introduced... Okay, so I find it kind of forced that it's like, oh, it just so happens that we've been step-married into the same family. And it's like, Oh, I didn't know that she was an illustrator or Aromanga Sensei, and it's been like a year or whatever, and I haven't seen her in her room or whatever. That reveal was hilarious. I like the reveal and all, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just <laughs> I it's just like, yeah, I'm not really buying it, but I'll buy it for the sake of letting the show do its thing. I felt like that reveal is more heartwarming than hilarious, but no, I, I'm I'm saying that the way that they revealed it, where he found out because um, she was streaming oh, about earlier, earlier. Yeah, I thought you that, about that she was that. streaming, and then it turned. Uh, he saw the the little tray that he had left her. What uh, and then she yeah. starts she starts <laughs> taking off her clothes, and he he like for for his sister's oh, that, um, honor tries. That's to actually stop. perfect because it's kind of like uh, 
giving a look into the modern times of oh streamers that don't show off their stream and stuff type thing. Actually, I, I lied. The most the most uh, unbelievable aspect of the entire show was how long the battery lasted during the Skype uh, call when he went and did the Aki right. thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, now that I think of it, the whole that she was a streamer, but also oh yeah, okay, I'm I'm remembering now. The fact that she was his artist living in the same place that happened to be his stepsister and all that stuff that built it is like, uh, you can only push it so much before I start to not believe it as much. But like I said before, I just was like, okay. It was, I'll, it was obviously romanticized. I'll believe and, it for what okay. it is. I, I thought that, I thought that like, if you can, if you can be okay with the premise, um, like uh, I was kind of saying before that you don't, um, overcomplicate the premise of your show right so if if your premise is that that you're um like especially in a sci-fi setting the more you try to explain it the more it feels forced you know what i mean um so if if you just set up like okay this is the premise they just they just so happened to be that she's the artist and it's like i'm i'm cool with it I'll run with that. You, and, and I'm glad that they didn't try to explain it like ridiculously. And then it becomes even more of a, um, of a uh, coincidence sort of later and how they met before their parents met. And when they're, that was, that was the, the most, um, the weirdest part. Cause I, I had forgotten that they were step siblings for some reason. Like it just, it didn't click for me. So when I saw him mourning the death of his mom uh, in the, when they first started doing the flashback, I thought, Oh, are these, how is this working? The mom's right there. Oh, that's right. They're steps. That, I'm still mom. confused about because because the mom died twice. You know. But hold on. Well, what it doesn't come up. In, these details don't come up enough. That's why it kind of right. felt jarring when you see that again. They focused, um, I think, way too much on trying to create a harem um, because. They were focused on Elf and Muramasa, which again, that was weird too, because Muramasa, well, first of all, the whole show is coincidences. Elf ends up buying the house right next door. Muramasa turns (laughs) out to be his biggest fan, right? It all just, it all just becomes its own, like, it's just a a whole world of coincidences. Um, And that felt forced to me. And I was uninterested in the relationship uh, that wasn't going to go anywhere with the other two characters, you know, and it's, it's kind of, painful to watch to watch people get strung along you know what i mean like the way i always sort of viewed it is if you're not interested in somebody like don't even don't even bother with them because you're you're going to make life harder on them uh if you string them along and and tell them like after they've wasted a whole bunch of time like look i'm interested in somebody else they might as well get that rip the band-aid off right away so that they don't you know spend all this unnecessary time developing feelings for you that you're not going to reciprocate you know what i mean that's Um, why i I watch a harm. I think, okay, so the ultimate goal for this show is to get every single girl to marry the main character or something. So that's why when there's shows like To Love Rue that have a very ridiculous setting that can allow for those circumstances, I'm in for the ride. <laughs> but, but anyway. And and that, that statement right there uh, explains why I don't personally care for harems, which uh, I can understand the rest of you guys I think like half them, the time it's personally... visual novels where it's like they have the choice in the game, but now that's an anime, they don't have the choice, but they have to develop everyone else. So it's yeah, it whatever. just it just doesn't like for instance, Clannad is a good example where um, 
there's a relationship that is going, it's, it's obviously going to be the one that goes forward. And I didn't feel like they, I don't feel like they um, made the other potential relate. They didn't even really bother with them. Like they, because it was, I don't know. I, I thought, I thought Clonad was the one time they handled it really, really well. They um, also animated two with, separate arcs to be fair. They, what? they also they, what? They animated two separate arcs, like two alternate paths. Oh, as OVAs, you mean? That's yeah, Tomoyo yeah. and the little yeah. DVD specials or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, totally lost my train of thought, but that's all right. Um, so, yeah, how many um, how many episodes were on each one? I'm guessing six. Yeah, so Three-ish. they had. Six per, to, six per pack, three episodes per disc. That was the other thing I was supposed to do before the podcast started. I was because I thought I thought we were done with the Twitter moments because Twitter has changed the thing where I can't add stuff to the Twitter moments on the uh, on the app anymore. Um, and then Augie all of a sudden shows up and, and tweets out all of last Everything. podcast stuff and this podcast stuff. And it's yeah, like, I, mean, hey. I got a follower to uh, all that. Um, but speaking of that, one of my bigger complaints about the packaging, not the show, is the subtitles, as mentioned earlier. The price per set seems a little ludicrous. Then again, it's yeah. Anaplex America. What do you expect? If, if Anaplex uh, had Sentai-style sales, we wouldn't even have this conversation. I, I know. And what feels worse is it's Blu-ray. I understand they're trying to get a good bit rate per disc. Fine. So they're you're saying... Mimic I'm not, they're trying to mimic their parent company, which it doesn't work over here. Where the, in America, we buy in bulk. That's how we are. Augie, you do know it's called a parent company, right? Not I, a parent company? Region. Well, no, I'm just saying that, like, you said they're copying their apparent company, not their parent company. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm just that's, clarifying because this I'll, isn't the first time. Correct um, I'll correct and look, that. Look, I just for the record, whenever I correct somebody's way of pronoun- pronouncing something, I'm not trying to be like you're an idiot. You, you're look at how you're doing. It's because I'm trying to help you to know because like it's I personally feel like should never um, make fun of somebody for the way they speak because if somebody mispronounces a word, it means that they learned it through reading it rather than actually hearing it right um right. and and it's kind of like it's kind of like the idea of you don't make fun of somebody for having stretch marks at the gym because it means they were really fat and lost that weight by by working yeah. out you know what i mean um so i never got that why would you make fun of a fat person in a gym i thought that's the place you want them to be in you know right that's why people who do that are a-holes uh, so sorry i got a new phone number so i'm trying to uh I still Log need to get... back into Twitter. When Are you going to internationally text me? All right. Well, I get that number. Well, I get no, your I have to number. use the stupid login code generator now. All right. So with this, you have the three episodes. It doesn't feel like it's really using the using the technology to its fullest. Oh yeah, all the songs have no subtitles, so you have a clean. Yeah, I, I noticed that. <laughs> so you have a. So you have a regular and clean option to watch it, but still don't understand the show. So you have that going for it. And for some reason, they have have like itty-bitty art, art booklets that should have been a feature in there to begin with. I don't understand why I have to pay more for that when I can just say, 
that money that they put into it and buy the bigger book, but that's another issue. They have this and cheating with SD Blu-ray have something that has like 50 episodes per disc. I feel like I didn't get my money's worth on the packaging. I did enjoy the show. I have no issue with the show. Just kind of, what were these people thinking? So Duo, School Live is only $4.99 during the Sentai sale if you want to check it out. School Live? That's how Duo calls it. That's uh, I haven't watched the show yet. I, I would have thought School Live, but... Oh, yeah. AC, how about you go get that uh, Stony Cat one as I already, well? I already made my purchase. You're going to have to buy it for me. All right. <laughs> that actually worked. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm trying to get the... I'm trying to get the... Um, images for the uh, for what do you call it? The while you're trying to get the uh, I'll explain to dual duo real quickly. The bit rate of the video makes it so you obviously know the difference between 360p and 1080p. Like 360p is really pixely and garbagey. Essentially, bit rate is the higher it is, the clearer, the cleaner it is, and the lower it is, the more it looks like 360p. So it looks better with a higher bit rate, and it also sounds better, but that's usually not an issue. It's just oh that Japan's God. model is they sell <laughs> volumes of like three episodes a disc for like 90 bucks a, a piece. And the thing is, Anaplex, when they bring it over here, they bring over that model that they use in Japan so that we have discs with three episodes instead of using one disc for nine episodes like Funimation. However, we do get a higher bit rate. Not with your internet, Fudnam. <laughs> there you go. I'm surprised. My face has been on the cam this entire podcast. I haven't dipped out once. This is great. Your your audio has a little bit, but not enough that it was un unhearable, you know. So did all three of us recommend the show? Uh, yes. I liked the show. I will recommend it if you like incest, racy romance, or whatever. And and I would say it, the show was very different than I expected. And I think that um, I think that if you didn't think you were going to like it, but you liked Ori Emo, you should definitely check it out because it's um, it's a lot tamer than, than I expected it to be. Um, and it was a really nice watch with sort of a sweet sentimental story that was easy to get behind and um, not very long. So, Yeah, if you like Ori Emo but didn't like the incest, then you'll like this is what I hear. However, actually, no, that's all I had to say, I guess. I'm just now. glad because I I heard that the the creator of this and Ori Emo uh, has something weird about his own sister. Oh, right? he has a sister. <laughs> Didn't wasn't there like a controversy or something that he actually had like there was something bizarre about his own sister that that like he had said, and it, it kind of made I don't know you could say it tainted the show a little bit for people, um, but. Uh, because of that, like I'm, I'm just glad that uh, that Kenshin's uh, plot didn't go in weird directions. Yeah, you're glad his wasn't all about uh, Kenshin and this roaming child's travel well, 
Because <laughs> there is there is a um Mi Sao or whatever her name is. There's a there is a little child character in a Lolly in the show. I'm I'm just glad that it didn't become romanticized. Yeah. Because that that would have that would have been really awkward and <laughs> made it unwatchable. <laughs> hey, FD, you know, I'll show you the <laughs> the picture I'm going to use for the Mob Psycho Twitter moment. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Let me. I have to pull the thing out of full screen mode so I can screen share. I'm not saying too much about Ira Manga because it, like I said, it's one of those that I felt you start then just ended, but. <laughs> Is that like the that image is appropriate for that show? Tom Cruise. I was going to say Tom Cruise. Tom yeah. Cruise. Okay. The, the, the original meme is Tom Cruise's face. Oh, I, I believe. I was going to use another image, but it was on somebody's deviant art, and I'm like, eh, I don't want to. I don't want to open up that can of worms. You want to have a J list happen? Yeah. All right, I got to make these real quick. <laughs> JT, man, I didn't even know that. Oh, apparently Twitter knows it's my birthday. <laughs> There's a bunch you of didn't know that, Brad? You profile. didn't read the campaign? They literally say that in the Kickstarter. No, I didn't. I didn't read the campaign. I, 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 I like to know as little as possible going into a um, going into a series. I'm Recently, School Live was uh, ruined for me, but I won't say how because then it would ruin it for you. Oh. I'm so glad I didn't get. I canceled my pre-order for Glass Mask, the 1984 version, on sale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I almost typed in uh, podcast 1984 <laughs> for the last podcast number. I've mean, basically done that by now. So next time we're going to watch Haunted Junction. Haunted Junction. Ooh, spin that baby. Released by M Bandai Entertainment, and last uh, last we look, it didn't cost that much to really to really get this series. Ooh. Right, duos. That's why I avoid the culture for anime because they spoil everything. What culture? The internet's culture yeah. for anime. Well, the thing, the the way it got spoiled for me was that, uh, um, an article on Crunchyroll regarding the live action movie coming out um, gave away the plot. <laughs> oh, and and in the article title, and I was like, "Well, that sucks." I almost got to go into it blind. <laughs> I'm cracking up at this Twitter moment cover. <laughs> All right, I gotta find those tweets. Um, I need to add. Oh, I found, I found the ProZD. Let me see if I can link this to you guys. ProZD. Oh baby, them high Hayate combat butlers, looking cheap, nice and cheap. Like I feel like I'm really under saying things for Aramanga Sensei, probably because I watched it early, but I mean... Uh. Well, I, I don't think... I, I think that it's a pretty simple show and that we've, yeah. uh, we've kind of established it. 
Okay, I'm gonna copy his. Copy this link. All right, so here is the ProZD uh, Detective Pikachu thing, which I think would be a much better thing to watch than the actual movie. Are you gonna play the entire video? No. No, I just I I linked it in chat. Um, so I need to search for hashtag OCA podcast. We should have we should have called it the OVA podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh AV podcast because people think it's adult video, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you can buy a lot more copies of Yusubu now. <laughs> Otaku so said women women can write some really kinky stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they can. That's what I think is appealing about Sigiri because it's like, whoa, this woman's being really kinky when it's nine times out of ten a guy in anime. So it's kind of refreshing yeah, when that I, happens. I thought it was uh, like it. Let me put it this way: I haven't seen um, what is that show called? The 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 title's like a world where the concept of dirty jokes doesn't exist. Oh, Shimonetta. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Shimonetta, but. Um, I, from what I assume of Shimonetta, I kind of thought that this show was going to be that kind that. of humor or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. I, I thought it was going to, I thought they were going to take it way farther. And that's why I thought it would be fun to watch it with my wife, just to watch her squirm. But uh, she actually ended up really enjoying the show. <laughs> Next up, I'll have to make her watch Shimonetta. Every Next time I hear Shimonetta, I think it's. Was that Augie or my Echo? That was Augie. But I I found Shimonetta to be hilarious. Too bad Sorry. that the voice actress died, but oh well. In Japanese? Oh yeah. Yeah. Was she the voice of Bulma? It was the white one. Uh no, white -haired no one. before Bulma. Yeah, the white haired girl in <laughs> Shimonetta. Which is ironically voiced by the new Bulma of in English. That's hilarious. Um, who voices Bulma? Is it not Laura Bailey, right? It's uh, no. Monica Real. Yeah, that's the new one. The old one I liked better, but I mean, that's just because I know her better that way. But um, yeah, every time I hear Shimonetta, I think it's one the next season of When They Cry, like Umineko and yeah. Higurashi. Shimonetta, When They Cry. That should be the fourth season that's coming out. All right, now I gotta sort through all this stuff. So this one going into this podcast watch thing. This one's going back into this one. This one's going into this one. And this one is going into this one. This one's going into this one. This one's going into that one. <laughs> You sure jumped back and forth, <laughs> or maybe maybe they're not sorted by time. Actually, uh, if you're talking about the tweets, they, I don't think they're sorted. I have to hit the thing to sort them here. Okay, hold on. Show because I ended JT up in a conversation about importing, which I thought was interesting, but I, I can't sort. I can't sort the podcast stuff by time anymore. Oh, latest. Okay, that's why you did it. I think JT Master has fallen into the trap of the Detective Pikachu thing that we were talking about earlier. What trap about it? How it looks realistic, but they perceive that as it looks good. Yeah. All right. I think we're good. I'm going to update these moments real quick. Publish them.
<laughs> I, I always think Shimonetta sounds like some weird Bayonetta knockoff. True. Yeah. That's funny. Sort tweets by oldest to newest. I saw Publish. that Bayonetta movie without the seeing the playing the video game. It was, it was, uh, was, it, was it confusing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Sort tweets by oldest to newest. Okay. Do you guys want, do you have any other topics you want to talk about, guys, before we uh, wrap things up? I'm just distracted by the Sentai sale, honestly. I know. I think everybody wants to get off so they can do that, uh, which I, I'm already done with, so I'm not going to worry about it. But um, I agree with JT Master. Okay. But he's. Oh, it looks decent. I don't know. Well, I think it, I you, think it looks. Uh, you bad, picked up literally not nothing about, about what the actual story is, though. I would have loved a movie in the 3D style of the game. Yeah, rather than that live action. Fine, because Pikachu won't look like a cat. I just think I would be able to take it a lot more seriously in that style rather than what they did. Yeah. And let's find out if let's find out if that guy is Will Smith's kid. Oh yeah. Hopefully there's more sub mysteries along the way or at least have some something that unravels just as good as a monk plot. I think you need Tony Shaloub to make that work. I know. Who is the who is the lieutenant's name off that show? Because he would have played a perfect uh, uh, Chief Quimby from Inspector Gadget if they decide to step into the live action again with that series. Hold on, I'm looking. I'm looking at this guy's thing. Oh, we talked all about it earlier in the podcast duo. Yeah, my screenshot summed it up perfectly, in my opinion. <laughs> Please be kind and rewind. So okay, so it says here time. his father is African-American and his mother is of Italian and French-Canadian descent. So he's probably not related to Will Smith. I only remember him from being in that second Jurassic World movie yeah. as like a side character. Okay, okay. Now I know who this guy is. So he's been in... It, again, I, I, he does not grip me. Like a lot of people thought that um, John Boyega was a diversity hire for Star Wars, which, coupled with the rest of the cast, I can understand them thinking. I personally didn't think that. I thought that he, he seemed like he was, uh, he pulled off the shots they showed in the trailer. I thought. Um, I'm not a Star Wars fan though, so I didn't really care to see the movie. But, um, but this one, the guy just does not seem right for the for the movie to me. Um, but again, as I already stated earlier, I said the same thing about uh, the black L in the live action death note, but I thought he actually did a really good job pulling it off. So um, anyway, let me, let me ask you guys a quick question. Go when you it. see the tweets that have the one slash one out of three, two out of three, three out of three, are you, is there a way like a <laughs> service where you can type that in or do you just guess Demate based on you type out a whole That's thing. I, I type out a chain, and if I can not press tweet, I go back and put the, put the how many is supposed to be there. So I'm yeah. doing this manually. Yeah, I'm, I was just wondering if there's actually like an app or something that you can I, use that hooks I you. I wish to the, it was. It makes my 
life easy. Yeah, because what Brad's trying to say is that how do you make sure you're not like uh, how do you know how do you, when people people put people put the of three like uh, like the total number? And I'm like, how do you know you're not going to screw up? <laughs> Because oh, when you go I, back to add those, you have to you have to compensate for the extra characters you're adding. You I'd know? probably say it with like three point four. What I do is just draft all of it, yeah. make sure I put everything in if I can, then just submit it while doing the numbering. I picked up the numbering thing from uh, uh, darn it, Brady Hartle or Brady Hartle. Hartle. Yeah, I picked that up from him. He did it once. On it's just—it's just what people do. It's—it's it's the established thing to do on Twitter now. Okay. If, I, you're, if you're I, going to—if you're going to tweet something that you intend for people to read the entire thought on. <laughs> e. Casher says the guy looks like Black RC anime. I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, for. Oh, that's a. Oh, <laughs> he kind of looks to me like that—that that guy who claims to be Bill Clinton's black son. What's that guy's name? No. Is it Princess Principal, how much is its retail? Because it's on sale for twenty four ninety nine. Is that the retail price in USD? Seems awfully cheap. Problem is, it's not premium, so hey, I don't care. William, that's what that guy's name was. Hold on, I'm going to show you guys a picture. You tell me if you think it looks like him, uh, the actor. Do you think that the actor Justice Smith looks at all like this guy who claims to be Bill Clinton? That's uh, funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yes, no? You think he looks like Justice, no, his cheek, his Justice Smith? Are, his cheekbones are more wider than this guy. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're the same person. I'm just saying, do you think oh, they look alike? It looks if if they were going to do a movie about it, he would get the role. You would you would cast uh, Justice Smith as? I would cast it. He looks lost and confused. All right. Um, in that case, uh, so we've already discussed the uh, next podcast is going to be on Haunted Junction, but what day is that going to be on? Do we have a date for that podcast? Well, let's see. That should be on the 29th <laughs> of November. I am loving the name. <laughs> Ultimate Rabbi Shlomo Goldacost, David Abraham Six trillion Shekelstein mulatto childs. That's like so. I, I love how everybody's coming in right as we're wrapping up the uh, the podcast here. Um, so, what did you do for your birthday? Uh, I I worked and then went to bed and slept all day, and now am getting back to work after the podcast. I finished that Cartoon Network uh, job, by the way. Hooray. So that's good. Okay, so the next podcast is going to be on the 29th. Uh, when is Thanksgiving? Right. Is that next week? Jesus. That's next week. By your bowl. Oh, you mean American Thanksgiving? Yes. Canada Thanksgiving yes. doesn't count because you have nothing to give thanks over. Yeah, all you have is Tundra and you obey the Queen. Wow, I guess we're not human. We can't give thanks. 
We see we see y'all in South Park right now. Y'all trying to y'all are trying to hunt Mr. Garrison. Yeah, um, Garrison. I, I had a I was working for um, technically it was Turner in London, which owns subsidiary of work. I, I had a job to do for them that I was that was making all the podcasts a lot shorter, uh, and now we're just making that a trend. Even though we have had. Uh, um, just unbelievably short podcasts, uh, which have wrecked the uh, the watch time on the channel. So anyway, um, we will see you guys on the 29th. Uh, and again, um, you probably have already figured this out. If you live in a place like Danny, like South Africa, that probably doesn't observe daylight savings time, but the podcast is starting an hour later due to that, unless you are in a place that observes daylight saving, and then it just starts at the normal time. So um, we will see you guys then. Uh, and take it easy. Have fun, take care, and stay out there. See ya.